show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer, episode 100. It's me, Russ the Face, and I'm joined by Byron, the HD Baldfin Ord. Okay, I can remember some old school ones now. <laughs> old names, yeah. Les, can't like, say any of my old school ones. I can. Yeah. Les the Nose Martin, yeah. is that all right? Can oh, I do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do that one, yeah. And Terry Regents. Terry. Yeah, just Terry, the Regen Save Pike. The Regen Save Pike. Well, if you're going classic, you could have gone Crutch Weaver. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Terry the Crutch Weaver. Crutch there Weaver. You go. So, greater, pink dice pike. Cool, greater demons and stuff like that. <laughs> out. We might get more excuses for all of those to be revised. Yeah, so this <laughs> this is our hundredth episode. It's actually not. We've actually done more than that, but it, technically, this is episode number one hundred um, okay. from the from the numbers. So it's fine. Um, and as you could probably see if you're watching this on YouTube, there we've got a load of pictures cycling uh, of us at events and random stuff and us with friends and. Um, the reason for that is in this show, we're going to talk about the podcast, reminisce about where we came from and what we've done and what we've done on our journey. Yeah. Um, and we've got sort of a, a sort of announcement going forward about what's happening. Um, so because basically we've, we're going to be a change point because um, Les and Terry are kind of stepping away um, for different reasons. And we just thought we would let those guys come on and have us all on to talk about why and what's going on. And then obviously like talk about what we've done over the past six years uh, with the podcast and uh, fun we've had. some of those pictures are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then obviously at the end sort of mentioned about what, what's going to happen going forward. Cause FaceTime is not stopping, yeah. but um, yeah. So I thought we'd just start with, with that. So I don't cool. know if you want to say Les first. What's going on with you? I'll go first, Les. Yours is bigger news. <laughs> it's not really that big. I mean, it's big news, but it's not really. What's big happening, news. Les? So, um, so obviously, uh, was made redundant um, last year uh, during the the height of the pandemic, and uh, a couple of personal circumstances with regards to my 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 father getting quite ill made me realise that I should um, I should chase like a dream, almost. Um, it, you know, made me realise that life's short and stuff. So. Um, I decided to chase a dream, and very fortunately for me, um, I've been employed by Games Workshop in Nottingham um, to go and work as an army painter for the Specialist Games Design Studio, um, which is something that I am like, over the moon about. It's, I know, like I'm trying to like downplay how excited I am because like these boys have heard me like going mental about it for about a week or You're so. Just trying to be cool, Les. Uh, That's the problem. I try to be cool, yeah, um, but don't... yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. Like, really, really excited to go and be part of the team, um, and you know, it's it's going to be a big lifestyle change for me. It's going to be uh, obviously moving to Nottingham um, and everything else. Uh, currently, I don't live anywhere near Nottingham. I'm about hundred miles away. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a complete complete change for me. But with that change, means that I have to um, stop doing the, the the podcast stuff because of you know reasons behind sort of like yeah, you know, completely, their big completely stuff. normal yeah. understandable reasons can we still be friends 
No. Um, yes. <laughs> Depends who asks. Right? Is that the? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, you've got um, that excuse you've always wanted. Like, no, it works as a car. No, I can't talk to you. Yeah, yeah it's in the contract. It's, well, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess, like for me, it just makes sense to to use this. As I'm, I'm very fortunate that we've I've had a bit of time to be able to sort of like get the opportunity to, to sort of like do this last server episode and just be like, right, after this one, I won't be on FaceTime anymore, um, which is a bit sad, you know, if I'm being honest. You know, like we we started this a long time ago and we've all worked together and like me and Russ particularly like recently have been trying to sort of like forge this path with FaceTime with regards to putting in content and stuff like that. And, you know, and I'm not going to be part of that journey anymore, which is... Um, you know, it's going to be sad, but it's also it's really exciting for me to go and step in to do this new thing. Dudes for GW, yeah, which is going to be, you know, yeah, amazing. Who would have thought? Like a ten-year-old Les painting for Games Workshop. Sick. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really over the moon um, about it all, and uh, and yeah, it's still going to be around on tournaments and stuff like that. Just uh, not on the podcast anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I think it's. It's really yeah, good that you've had the opportunity to go and do that, and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best for that, and uh, I'm sure you'll be successful, and uh, uh, it'll be a lot of fun for yeah. you. I think it's a good start for you to go up there and uh, and you know have a yeah, it's a nice clean break life kind and of stuff. Thing. Like yeah, get away from. Like, I mean, it's uh, going to be leaving like the war chiefs behind and stuff like that. None and, of them are any really um, nice though, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> obviously joking. Judging by the yeah. Yeah. By the pictures we got cycling, it just dispels all of that. <laughs> You're like, none of them are nice. It's all just people having lots of fun and being cool. So. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be loads of challenges for me uh, there, but I'm really excited about it. And you know, I, you know, I'm just gonna like grab the opportunity with both hands, I guess. Um, and fine yeah. highlight in the days. I know. So good job. I'm all right at that. <laughs> Yeah, you have a lot of fun with that. So, um, yeah, well, wish you all the best, and uh, awesome. and yeah, it's. Um, I'm sure we'll, as we talk more in the show, we'll talk more about like uh, what Face Hammer's done and things like that. But um, Terry, what about yourself? Obviously, you've been not really been I've around been for a while for, for most <laughs> so. of lockdown because I've been super busy with work. Just there's just so much going on work wise that it just makes sense to while les is sort of stepping away to also just sort of you know make a sort of a break not to like leave forever leave i'm still going to be around at tournaments as you know team face hammer and stuff but yeah i just you know won't be on the podcasts and you know the no, youtube or anything so um because you're be, when people don't around. know it's work with siege isn't it you're, you're yeah primarily doing, so, so i've been doing but i've started to do a lot of tutorial stuff for their patron um but more recently the last couple of months well since november i've been doing tuition so i've been doing quite a lot of teaching and trying to schedule teaching around podcasting as well it's, it's just it's like it's unfair on working hours aren't they that, that yeah because well it's it's any time of the day I'm, i've been doing full you know nine to five one-to-one day sessions i've been doing sessions with guys out in america late in the evening been doing uh sessions with some people a new guy in germany like it's the time zone thing is it's, it's all over the place and because it a lot of it is during the day when you re- record as well it's it's just awkward to you know get everything lined up so it's easier if i if i have that as my commitment 
Um, and then I'm not trying to, you know, schedule multiple things at the same time or anything. So, um, but it's, it's more, you know, there's a good opportunity at the moment to crack on and, um, you know, make, make good money and sort my future out. So it seems silly to, you know, yeah, you know, push, push that opportunity aside to continue, you know, doing podcasts and stuff. Although, you know, I'm not doing any editing and stuff. You know the, the big time sink of it. It's still you know three four hour shows and stuff is three four hours that mm-hmm. I could be teaching as well. So you know it's it is a shame to be going, but at the same time it's you only need one hour to cross over for that to be impossible, right? It doesn't matter yeah. thirty minutes yeah. of that crossover. Yeah. And you know with what's going on at the moment, it's plenty there. While this opportunity is here, I just like 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 Les, you know the opportunity is there. Just got to take it and you know crack on and, and do it. You've always but, enjoyed um, teaching as well, haven't you? It's not like oh, I love something it. that you've it, done a it lot, is, but when it's you've really spoken fun. about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is it is it's rewarding as well, especially seeing some of the progress that people I've been teaching have made. Um some of better you know, than me at bloody line. Well, like now. you know, one of the guys <laughs> he's been painting four or five months now and he's already doing stuff that, you know, took me years to get to. So yeah, it's obviously all my teaching. It's nothing to do with his ability, obviously, is it? It's all me. <laughs> uh, Modest as always. <laughs> uh, no, he's you know he he's obviously yeah. got ability and talent, and I'm just trying to help him, you know, refine that and push him in a direction where he can you know use it. But he's yeah, it's painting awards. Do you get them? Because well, it's all you. Well, I is kind of, like, I think I, I have part ownership, so I have them six months of the year, and then he has them six months yeah. of the year. Do you get them on weekends? Yeah, well, it depends. <laughs> is it, as long as you don't refer to them as your children, you've got some sort of arrangement where you've got to, like, you know, every other weekend you swap them and stuff. It's a bit, yeah. it's a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'd say it's... Um, yeah, so, so obviously, Les moving away for work reasons for me again, it's, it's just work. Yeah. Work-related. I just need to crack on... And obviously, like earlier on in lockdown, um, I was just not as infused about the hobby and stuff, which made me not want to record because, it, you know, you can tell when someone's not, mm. you know, yeah. they're not really feeling it. You know, there was a couple of episodes I was on towards the end and I, I, you know, I didn't I didn't say too much in the episodes, but because I was so out of the loop with the books and the gaming and. Well, you've not really been into the gaming for a long time, have you? Because you kind of well, I've, transitioned I've been playing, into the painting. Well, you and... say that the last tournament we went to, I won, so I must be into the gaming a little well, bit. Well, I don't. I don't. Uh, doesn't mean you don't know how to use the same army or like how the yeah. game works. But you, if you're not, if you're not kind of like, um, I didn't have the time to read army books. Involved and, in like, yeah, yeah. just yeah. be involved in lists, right, writing and things like that. And then, you know, recently. I got infused again and obviously applied to go to Six Nations after playing some, you know, some games and stuff on the the TTS with Tom and it got me really infused about gaming again. But I just don't really have time at the moment to game. Um you know, I'll get I'll get practice games in and whatever, but I don't know if the the um Six Nations is even going ahead now because of it's difficult, um, isn't it, when you don't know what's going yeah, on? Right? Going on. So plenty of us need a deadline to work to, and obviously yeah. that's something you do have with painting or you do have with lessons. But like some of the most prolific painters out there, um, like Tom Maudsley, you've already mentioned him. He's a good example. He needs a deadline and a reason to do something. Yeah. And I've seen him produce probably more armies for himself than anyone in a short period of time. He, he painted more in the first three months of lockdown than I think anyone's painted in their life. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, that was the trying, wasn't it? It was just like, 
like ridiculous amount of Zeech models that he started. Um, I think he painted like five, six hundred models in the first couple of months of lockdown. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there's no events. And yeah, people, and then obviously you, know, you need you know, that. He it's painted what, one of those for South Coast and it never happened. It's what I've struggled with, to be honest, like over the lockdown. And that's why I've been speaking a lot to Chewie and that's why the Realm Hammer paint battle came about really was to try and give us a bit more motivation to um, yeah. lock in on some, uh, you know, some achievements to get the enthusiasm. Because like for me, gaming, as you can probably tell by the pictures, is a massive part of why I do the, the hobby. And like, being able to go to tournaments and events and and sort of do armies for match play, particularly during Age of Sigma, my motivation to paint was a high quality tabletops, faster table, change my list every event. Basically, is how I've kind of approached AOS. So, like for me, like without events, it's been really hard to like focus on getting anything done. Yeah, isn't it? We're so used to it. I've never not had that. I think like when I started, I started well, when I wasn't a kid. I started via podcasts about the tournament scene, whether they're in this country or another country. So I don't know until recently what it's like to do this hobby without tournaments being a focal point of that. And obviously the pictures, which are really weird because it's just us hugging people, which has been banned for over a year, it seems. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. weird going back to tournaments, though. Are we going to be allowed oh. to hug the tournaments? Yeah, I'm like, so looking forward going to going back to events. But yeah, I, I like I don't have an, a load of people. This would be the case for, especially like the the more mature gamer people who aren't getting involved via walking into a GW. Like it's going to be via the internet, which is the part that I've indulged in is via the tournament scene, via the painting scene, whatever it is. But it's via a scene rather than the complete lack of scene, which is just the last whatever we're on now, ten so eleven do, do, months. Do you? You got into obviously like you're obviously into the hobby and stuff, but you'd say that your primary focus was just getting in and going to tournaments. Is that what? Well, that's like, it, it, that's yeah. just the framework that it was put in. You know, like I listened yeah. to podcasts, and I remember like when Podhammer first came out, I listened to them on repeat because there was no one else doing podcasts. Yeah, I just wanted more and more and more. Yeah, and I'd been painting for myself. I'd spent a bit of time on forums and stuff like that. That's where me and me and Russ got in contact, and. um it, you know, all the podcasts were people talking about painting armies for events. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. It's just so weird that that is not a thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's like, it's like taking, going to school and then taking away the, like, the lessons or the teachers or something that fundamental. Because yeah. we, um, I mean, like, in terms of, like, we're still sort of diving into the main topic of the show now, which is kind of the face have a history, I guess. And it's going to be us talking a lot about us. So um, yeah, so but... if you want to get out now, <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for competitive analysis, this isn't what this show is going to be about. Just skip it. Yeah. Um, so like we we had uh, I met you on Healing Hammer forums, didn't I, Byron? So we we spoke. Um, well, I think while you're at university, actually, um, if at Cardiff, if I remember correctly, and we met at a Cardiff event, um, and we I'd been on like Heathen Hammer show because I'm a good friend of Dan Heathen and his show came about because of Pod Hammer and then I'd been on like Bad Dice and things like that and um, there was obviously like the Black Sun as well was like you know yeah. a prolific podcast and when we they're like the big three weren't they like mm. back in the day the big three in my opinion like yeah, the pictures of, of us or us Black with the Black Sun guys that was really nostalgic <laughs> yeah. actually and uh, yeah. what's really interesting for me is that like obviously we didn't have a podcast. I didn't know Les at that time. I didn't know Terry back when I knew Byron. Um, sort of, but we weren't really like close, close. 
Um, we used to talk about dipping models in army paint and dip shade and stuff like that. <laughs> Randomness. I remember um, giving you a call. You wanted some advice about airbrushes, and I gave you yeah. a call, and then I got off it, and I was like, fucking hell, he's not going to want to talk to me again. We spoke for like 90 minutes. <laughs> no, it was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. And then like two months later, it's like, do you want to chat? Yeah. <laughs> Can we be friends? Yeah. It was a bit, I mean, it's weird how like those interactions, like we become friends. Like I think I met Terry through asking for a lift for an event. Basically. Yeah, you put up on Twitter, just, is anyone driving from Swindon direction to Sheffield Slaughter? It's yeah. like, well, I'm an hour away, I can come past. I was already picking up Dan Thomas in Portsmouth, so <laughs> and then the rem- three of us went up together. I remember that that uh, conversation about wearing that a debate. suit to an interview in the back of the yeah. car. That was just bizarre. Me and you were just looking at each other like, what is this guy on? And uh, yeah, we instantly kind of bonded over that and, and had time. And I, I don't know if that was the same Sheffield that I met Les, but... Um, yeah, it was. It was... Yeah, because Terry, you were taking... I, I met Les at Bournemouth. Right. Okay. We, we chatted via... We chatted online, haven't we? Because I was at Lightning Strike and we were we were DMing on Twitter at that point because yeah. I was like... I was te- and then I, I met you at you. Andy Matthews event yeah, down one in day Bournemouth, a little one day room, and then we got drawn against each other at the first round of South Coast. That's yeah, when we both properly met. And then I yeah, and you fucking... <laughs> yeah, what's, the, what's the spell? The Caca- cacophonic choir. Cacophonic, you cacophonic uh, choir. That was when you were using happening. your pink dice pikes and ash, wasn't it? And it was... Uh, yeah. yeah. Six, dice like, choir. Six dice choir. Pushed it all forward and went like, right, I'm just going to yep. take you off. And then you went choir and I couldn't do anything. I was like, oh. Yeah. Just table gym with choir. It's beautiful. Yeah. And um I remember meeting Les because like there was all the Cheltenham guys. I think I kinda knew Brian Hatchett and a couple of the other guys sort of I, from I Cheltenham. I think this was before Brian Hatchett was even part of the War Chiefs. I was there with uh, I went with Sedge with Graham Radden, who mm. was only on the scene for a little bit. Uh, Rob Noyes. Uh, I, I mean I don't think Brian was on the scene then. I think I can remember meeting Brian maybe after or but I think I knew of you guys because Leggy used to go to Cheltenham, I believe. Yeah, and he yeah. was running Leggy the was event. Chief. And I knew Leggy from yeah. ETC and like it was years. it was like Johnny the Gaffer, Sedge, yeah. like Rob Noyes, like the old school like war chiefs. Um, you know, before Kieran and, and Liam and, and, and Pano were all like part of it, and then stepped in and stepped out. I think even I think maybe Pano and Carl Smith were both there at that point, but I didn't really know them. Yeah. I just went up with with sort of like with Sedge and. Well, I knew there was a, a group of you, and um, I remember that I was cold and I wanted my hoodie, and you were sort of sat on it, so because I had it over the back of the chair, so I just yeah. started. Uh, I kind of like, can you I just... get my hoodie? And I was like, I better. That's a bit rude. I should probably talk to you a little bit and say like. <laughs> and then um, I just started chatting, and then we found out you had like similar musical tastes and things like. You told me you're in a band yeah. as usual and stuff like that. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a band once. And I was like, I was in a band too. <laughs> Everyone was in a band, but you actually were vaguely successful, but I wasn't. Um, and then sort of chatted about like, um, you know, just got to know you really. And then, I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? Because we kind of, um, we, I think the podcast came about because we all were fans of podcasts and we were on Skype painting a lot and we were... Yeah, we were just yeah. online. We were yeah. like, why don't we just record what we're talking about? Yeah. People might find it yeah. funny. And I think yeah, as well, yeah. like the, a lot of the other podcasts were kind of winding down or were having on what are called pod yeah. fade, I think is the th- industry term when people lose interest. So I think Helen had stopped for the first time because it was just yeah. after the Ogre book came out. I can remember listening to Helen Hammer's Ogre book review. Um, and I think Johnson had just left Bad Dice because I can what remember like, 
yeah um and then I think I just used to listen to the Black Sun when they used to record it on Chris's phone in the pub before events. <laughs> I still remember know. that show where they're in Weatherspoon, yeah. so they've just got yeah. the thing on the yeah, middle of the amazing. table. It's just yeah, and like it was Dom and Scott and stuff. Yeah. And like I could just that was like that was my go-to. Like those guys, I think. Like I think back in the day when I think that was like, <laughs> I think like bad dice like I, I'm, Ben Curry would never listen to this so I feel like I can say it but like um, I, I bad dice used to be like my go-to I used to like really really like bad dice um, and then um, and then it was sort of like that. I think Ben the Johnson Black, so left like, no I'm kidding PG <laughs> <laughs> um, and then then yeah. the PG, then the non PG version, like with the Black Sun, when they were like, I can remember listening to the episode where they were talking about uh, the safe coast and Aaron's like randomly like misses turned up and they caught him in the car with her and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I think it was Aaron. I apologise, Aaron, if it's not you. Well, that's, um, uh, that's the South Coast that I met the Black Sun guys and Rog. And that was the that was the safe coast before because I was at that was when I didn't yeah. even know what safe coast was then. I think, so the- and then the following year. Me and Radden went. That was the first year I was on the tournament scene. It was like the Sheffield, and then I went to South Coast. Um, that yeah, was my the first, first coast I went to was my Slanesh Army. That was that was that yeah. year. Yeah, and Rog from Point is it Rog and Johnny? Rog and Johnny yeah, from Roger Point Hammered. Yeah, so and I ended up in the Black Sun Travel Lodge, judging a Judge, competition about who had the brownest cock. Who had the yeah. ball bag and who had the brownest cock? I was like, hi, Chris. He's like, can you come judge this? I'm like, I don't know you, but sure, what's going on? He's like, can you come do this? I'm like, oh, I, I should probably leave right now, shouldn't I? I still remember Isn't that. like a picture of you floating around in that actual like, room. I'm there sure I saw a picture yeah. the other day. Scott yeah, had like, the his ball bag. Because I know that like, Johnny used to talk about the cock copter when he, did his, he had his own Wildwood chart. And one of them, it was about all about penises. I don't know. It was. I remember I used to listen yeah. to Point Hammered a lot. Creative um, bros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I still, they still pop up on my Twitter feed. I was just going through my old photos. I found pictures of that South Coast um, with like uh, Darren Watson playing the uh, playing the bastard, uh, <laughs> which is his affectionate name, Johnny, um, yeah. and Rogers' really nice army. We took the the best yeah, army that, prize that, with the that sort of pearlescent Cthulhu yeah. beam. Yeah, they were beautiful. Yeah. Um but we we've been like on the scene a lot and I think we were always up and around with painting, weren't we? We kind of like um because we were talking all the time, we were almost like pushing each other's painting like yeah. forward. Yeah. Like there's probably gonna be ones of the there was there was a masters where you guys went to the gaming masters and I went to the painting masters. Yeah. Yeah. I think and I was I was trying to do very inefficient trying to work on my blending and making my boats move at that time i remember us just throwing out and chatting and going slightly insane trying to trying to prep stuff for it and then yeah i can remember the i think there was like a period of time where like we've all had sort of like that sort of the the peak of the painting so like i think the end of eighth edition sort of like i was picking up stuff with my warriors and my demons and then like it was me me and russ vying for it and then, like, Terry was more into the gaming in 8th edition. And, like, I can remember Byron then finished his amazing Alf army. And then it was just, like, cleaning up because of all of the um, sort of, like, the graveyard stuff that you did, didn't you, Byron? With yeah, it there's probably a, probably a couple of pictures there. <laughs> I found pictures of the bases. God, that took a long time. Yeah. Had to it was a... Apart. <laughs> so, so like, I think, like, yeah, we've all... Put the memories up for yeah. a while, put the models up. Um, we've um, see, so, yeah, we've all like collected a few painting trophies. Not so much in Sigma, I think, 
like me anyway and and russ i didn't in eighth um, i didn't start no. winning painting competitions until age of sigmar because my eighth edition armies were never finished they were just changing every Game week armies. for the film we used to joke about your armies never finished on the table didn't we um yep there was tournaments where i was painting models the morning well, of on the, the table. event at the table Li- yeah. like the round had started at 10 and i was there at like nine fifty-seven painting rims you know on movement trays yeah. and stuff love a bit of rim yeah, and make sure you got yeah. full painting points full painting points because yeah. i didn't i all that mattered was i was getting those points then i could push the filth i had uh i had a very changed, I know, fortunate right? um for me because i had uh warriors of chaos i did in like this nice black armor that got quite a lot of uh, awards and then the eighth edition warriors book come out and it was really really competitive and i added some elements to it and i was playing that so i was taking a lot of awards with that and then during the end times, I did a Maggot King of Nurgle army with Blowab and things like that. And I went to Blood and Glory. And I I think Blood and Glory, I think I won it like pretty much every year. I think I came second in the first year it ran with Demons. I think Leggy came first. And then I won yeah, it Leggy won that, yeah. every year, three years after that, until I took Beast Claw Raiders uh, one year and had a complete meh, which I think you cleared that one up, didn't you, Terry? Or you came on the, you won I came second, didn't I? Yeah. I won painting and I come mm. second. And it I got was, Judge's um, Choice painting, I think, with my Sylvaneth, I think, or I got... I know I meant, picked up something there, didn't I? Yeah, that, that, was, that was my, like, that was my ultimate Rose event. I think Glory used to have Yeah, Blood and Glory at the old venue. That yeah, was, it was, it was, was peak, awesome before it went to the Roundhouse. That was, yeah. that was really good. And, like, since AOS came out, I've been doing a lot of, like, quick-to-table stuff, like my Nighthorn and the ETC. I did a very... I did a Contrast Sinesh Army, which see on the screen now but that was um that was just something i did very quickly but but famously my dry brushed corn which were my first In- aos army which was uh infamously dan mitchell <laughs> dan mitchell <laughs> and i was it was kind of after eight when i had my nurgle which i won i won painting with at blood and glory and then like because the year but when aos came out i rebased my old high elves um and they yeah. although i won the event i didn't get a painting look in which i was a bit disappointed with yeah and i think i specifically shared that one in our group i love the army and i just kind of went do you know what i'm just because i need to paint a corn army i can't paint this properly i'm just gonna dry brush it do a concept and get lava bases and then i think i did very well gaming wise early in the wild west um with that and, and even when, especially when I added a lot of change in warp lightning cannons, uh, you, you had a better, you had a better uh, like, uh, holistic concept of how everything works. I, I that think time. that come down to the fact I was before AOS came out. I was playing like Saga. I was playing like other games which were like more skirmishy. Like I played a yeah. lot in my spare time, and AOS is not like old edition Warhammer. So although I was good at old edition Warhammer, I think I had a good foundation. Yeah. Um, so when I went into AOS, I was very much like primed. just primed yeah. to do well. Uh, and I kind of understood I can the onion concept. I can remember my first game of AOS against you when I turned up at your house and I had Malekith <laughs> and some Dark Elves. And I had Team Kings. Uh, and you had Team Kings <laughs> and it was literally the most unfun thing I've ever had happen. Didn't, didn't I kill Malekith with bo- skeleton bowmen shooting? Yeah. Which should never happen ever. No, I know. I was super sad about it. I was like, meh, meh, meh. Um, but yeah, just those early Age of Sigmar events were like even I, in I the world to play Age yeah. of Sigmar with an army that had been changed in the week 
pariah of Bug and Glory from square bases to round bases uh, at the hands of Martin Murray, who yeah. found out that I'd never played and just demoed me as my first game at like a, I think it was the twelve hundred and fifty points or five hundred. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that because I demoed him in the last game of the tournament for the podium. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> where I uh, I did the whole charge something, kill it, pile in and kick the thing behind it. Yeah, um, yeah, and he was catches people out yeah. these days, and. Uh, that was like one of my proudest AOS gaming moments. I was like, it was it was properly good. But um, but we had like, I mean, we went up to Wormawar, didn't we, Les? And we took our like, you took your Stormcast, yeah. which are like featured in White Dwarf, pretty iconic. And um, uh, yeah, I took my it's, driver. It's a bit Charmy of a weird one that. So <laughs> that Stormcast on me because it's kind of like uh, it started out being inspired by that image of the Celestial Vindicator Retributor hitting the the Bloodthirster. But I, I started painting it. Like the one that that image that Byron, <laughs> um, yes. and and because I they were, I don't think we knew what the special vindicators were initially straight off the bat. I might be completely wrong, or they might have had a name, but I didn't know what they were about. I just liked the color, um, and and yeah, it just it, it started out like that. I I got went all in on Stormcast. None of the models come out. Like there was no heroes at this point. It was just sort of like the starter set and the um, and Vandus and stuff. And then we went to that one day in uh, the Christmas Sigmas, wasn't it? The Carl Smithron down in, in Bristol. Because like, I was like, you'd gone to Blood and Glory. I'd got a sad on about Age of Sigmar and decided to play uh, Infinity for a bit. Um, so I did Infinity for a bit. Um, and then Carl Smith was like, come to, come to the event, come to the event. And like him and Liam ran it. And I think Kieran ran it as well. And we went down there and you didn't have to have a painted army. And you'd just gone to Blood and Glory. And you played Pete Foley with the... Um, the Lightning Strike Brotherhood Battalion, yeah. and you were like, they're like space wings they dropped from the sky. <laughs> you like, so, you sold it to me like that, and I was like, fuck it, okay, we'll go to this event. And Carl Smith taught me how to play Sigmar with Stormcasts like on the the table. And you took probably the most broken formation <laughs> that I still ever remember from Sigmar, oh, and took glorious. it that one day, didn't you? Yeah, it was glorious. Yeah. You didn't have to have a painted army, so Russ was just like, just turn out with my assembly. I've, I've won like three events for Stormcast, never painted a single Stormcast, apart from the easy to build one that came with White Dwarf that we all painted as like part of the podcast when it first came out. Yeah, sounds like um, those events are your TTS. You're like, I can take whatever I like. <laughs> well, it was, it was good because it was, it was the Azir, it was in the. Um, it was in the uh, the formation uh, where you could, when the Prime used his scepter, you could summon a unit of paladins. And when we were playing under the mode comp, <laughs> you just literally like went, hit the scepter, do mortal wounds, <laughs> and then put paladins in melee. And then the liberators drop from the sky and everything within 12 is half move, half charge. And then everything else is a gun. So it was just like, it was yeah. just ridiculous. But this was, Carl was <laughs> using like the retributors exploding on like a two plus. When you could when stack... the war, yeah, the war shrine stacked it all yeah. up, wasn't it? And he, and he was like, every like four up to hit was a more, was two mortal wounds. Two mortal wounds. And he was yeah. hitting on ones or so stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, because right at the start you could auto hit, couldn't you? It was yeah, before the rule of one. Yeah, before the rule of one. Yeah. Just before the general's yeah. handbook, because there was no yeah. so there was no competitive play element to Age of Sigma, and then the community no. because Mo was running the first event, he wrote a pack. And then he sent it round to like me and Dan and people at the South Coast. I think to Ben and a few other tournament organisers yeah. in the UK, like Marcus. I think at the probably time. Chris. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then like we were on an email chain and we were just like, "Oh, change this, change that." Have you thought about this? And then you had twenty points, and there was like half point, one point, and then 
what happened after he did his event and there was a couple other events and obviously I was organizer of South Coast so we were like well we need to do something for South Coast I said I don't like how there isn't much gradient in the points so I basically timed everything to make it so if it was like it was by I think it was by a hundred, so a one would be a hundred points, a two, and it, because you had twenty points, that'd be two thousand, which is the old point system. Yeah. And um, we went through every war squad. I think Terry helped us out a lot on a couple of those calls. It was, where... Yeah, it was me. It was me, you, uh, Brian, and Dan, wasn't it? For mm-hmm. like two two full days, like <laughs> multiple times. Days. And every time they re-released a new book, we're like, for fuck's sake, it's a new book. <laughs> I think we worked out at one I... point we did 900 war scrolls in two days. Yeah, it was. It was about 500 I can remember. I can remember being on one of the calls and you guys just talking about it for like for, for hours because I was just painting that Stormcast army because yeah. I'd taken it to the I'd taken it to Sheffield Slaughter in the uh, in the Wild West. Um, and I got best general at Sheffield Slaughter with a Stormcast, and I was just like, "Yes, I've got, I've got a feeling for this. I think I'm going to go. I'll take painting at Safe Coast, and I'll fucking take the win at Safe Coast." And I went there, and Byron beat me at painting, and I finished like fucking thirtieth at Safe Coast because uh, <laughs> you know the, 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 the Les Martin chokes become a thing, like <laughs> straight away. That first Safe Coast was amazing. That was the one I took the Kairos to. And that guy put his slant on the twelve-inch line. Oh, I remember I was like, that. I'm going to get my um, Thankor with his warpfire projectors in front oh. of your slant, and I will auto kill him turn one. I don't have to roll any dice because it's all automatic. Because I'm on this arcane, you're out of unbinding range, so I'm automatically going to skit a leap. So you, there's no dice there, and then I'm going to automatically do at least seven wounds with Kairos's change to dice roll. So your slant will die turn one, and I'm going Wasn't first. That dumb- wasn't that Dan Mitchell's mate? It's Dan Mitchell's mate, and, the, oh. and then yeah. like, I'll, I'll risk it. I'm like, there's no risk. It's a hundred percent he is going to die on turn one, and then he still deployed it there. So yeah. I loved it. You like explained it to him because you, you had the you used to use the whole Sar the Faithless Storm Fiend, and then you added like Skyfires, and you got your very iconic yeah. um, yeah, Nurgle army with mixed chaos, chaos, but until yeah. it progressed until it into became Nurgle. full Nurgle, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just, I was so honest with him as well. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to blag him into doing anything stupid. It was, this is going to happen. Your slan is going to die, and you're not going to be able to summon anything that you've kept in reserve because he will be dead turn one. So I'll take the risk. Dead. All right, then, mate. You take that risk. <laughs> so you, you, you were like, I have, I have fulfilled my own moral obligations. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> I've so, but, it there, so, and I've explained why, and you've done it anyway. So the game is over so in that, like ten minutes. It was, it so was that safe coast must have been after Firestorm Fours, then, right? Did we no, do Firestorm Fours? Was oh, like, oh no, maybe it was before. I think because didn't we know we knew Dan, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Firestorm, Firestorm, Firestorm was before because it's normally before. Because it had yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, we because we went to that and we got to the I think the last round we were playing Cheltenham guys and we didn't need to play the games or we were playing the either that or Carl Breakspears lot I can't remember because no it was because Liam had yeah because Liam had beat me at, at the club on the Monday and and you were and we were playing on the 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 weekend and I was just like he beat me on Monday I want to play him again and I, you were like no yeah I was, I was like, like yeah yeah that was right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember like because we we had the um when we you played Rob Crouchley didn't you. And uh, you, yeah. you brought out all the judicators down to shoot off Nagash, and I just got you got the touch by Stan Bush on I my put, phone for the prime coming the prime down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And we were joking about the last that? round when you because you had a sideboard, didn't you? So you could deploy. Yeah, you yeah, could change what you deployed. You, you took it in turns alternating to put down yeah. the unit, and you could only have 20, 20 points. Yeah. yeah, which was interesting. Um, yeah, because no. Crouchley had Nagash and all of the Mortarks, and that was his army. It was just like Nagash. You didn't have to have because there was no battle. No. it was all wild west. Yeah, it yeah. was like Nagash. Neferat, uh, Arkad, like Manfred, and it was just—I think it was that and like a couple of zombies. And I, I fucking—I like, fucking love that Wild West with the summoning pool and all that. And I remember playing—I think I played Tony Moore at like every event, like and every event I just ran my corn around the table and ignored Nagash and won on objectives. And one of the one of because I had either Raffmongers and like what they used to do is you used to make the model hit themselves. So like yeah. Nagash would basically be like, can't go near the Raffmongers. But and I would just run these guys around with these flails going, woo! So so I've only played Tony Moore once, yeah, in all of Age of Sigmar. Ever. Like it, it since it's been out. I played him at the Masters and I've like I was notorious for killing Nagash with the Prime because I'd power the Prime up and just come down and smash Nagash off. And um smash in the gash, not like you, Les. It didn't work. Lads, lads, lads. Um <laughs> So I mean like you obviously had your Celestial Vindicator Army, which is probably like one of the best AOS only model painted armies at the start when it came out. I mean I know Byron you rebased your beautiful yes. elves, didn't you? And um mine was a uh, mine was retrofitted though, but I guess we'll come to that in a bit. It ended up working out fine. It's yeah, I mean I've I've never actually won I've won one best painted trophy with I that. I just can't believe that. Army. I just, I just can't won. believe I've, that. I've come second loads. Is it my <laughs> fault? Basically <laughs> Byron and Gilmore, like Oh yeah, between the two, yeah. And every opportunity yeah, every single time yeah. it'd be like it'd be I can remember that safe coast, I took it and I was just like, It's new, it's on the table and I, Byron beat me then and then the following year I did some changes and then Gilmore beat me then and I was just like, I give up. I like, yeah, I've only won. I only won warlords. It's not an, you know, it's not a nice thing if you were aiming to win it. You'd, you'd, you'd see it, and you'd be like, I'll go over and look. And you're like, he <sighs> probably painted. He <laughs> probably painted that. Sat in a lazy boy in bad light with a splayed size, uh, like like size yeah. base coat brush, and you're just looking at your bloody hell. Dude, <laughs> Ian Gilmore is such a good painter. Like yeah. he's such a nice lad as well. Like as yeah, well. So I didn't bear it against him. The arsehole. No. Yeah, I know. What a, what what a, a as he would say, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never, I've never, I've only won one best painted, and that was Warlords with the Celestial Minicos. So it's a bit of an odd one, really, when you think about it. I mean, maybe it just wasn't good enough. I like, I quite like it, but. So much fun at five stone fours. Did we do three? I think we won. It was there was we were basically every team event we were winning until we we got to the point where we got found out where people started caring more and <laughs> the rules started yeah, yeah. changing and stuff. Because um, the general's habit went to two thousand sixteen. I think the first one it might have been seventeen. I can't remember. It's we just... still did well under GHB though, didn't we? Yeah, it was. It was playing playing Tom's team with the Marauders. That be, that was our one of our hardest rounds. Because the first, like, when the Masters in AOS, when... Because I remember the Masters in the end time, which I would have won if we didn't have that weird cap scoring, and Eurysto took yeah. that men in a building. Fortress. And I just... He I just, just deployed a fortress. And I, his army. I made, like, Raff and uh, Craig quit Lizardmen, which was the, the highlight of my life. Um, on that one <laughs> event, um, and I remember going to like Sheffield, and I had the Malekith there, and then I had Blood and Glory. I had the Maggot King before, 
And then AOS was coming out, and we started recording around the end times that Masters. I think the Masters was our first yeah. show. Yeah, well, and that was February 2015, if I remember correctly, which is when mm-hmm. our. And we started the Twitter account in January 2015. Because um, we just decided to record and uh, what we were talking That's- about. And. Uh, I remember famously us having a show where we go, we're going to take a break, and it just we just leave the bike on and just walk away. <laughs> and they come back twenty minutes later, um, and things like that. And some of the early shows, we were yeah, we 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 said some stuff which was kind of like a bit close to the wire. But um, yeah, we we used to not pull our pit punches on stuff, and uh, um, it was it was interesting because I think we were all very unsure what was going on with the game we didn't know what aos was we didn't know what was happening we had rumors that they were going to blow the world up and we were like they're not going to blow they're not going to, they're not going to blow it up they're not going can, to blow it up and can it, you remember like everyone scrabbling to buy the end times it, like without fail we yeah, were yeah. at an event uh, an <laughs> yeah. eighth edition event when an end times book dropped and everyone just like on their phones trying to order it it was it sold out uh, blood and glory wait. it was kane wasn't it it was yeah. the the, it was the kane yeah. book yeah. yeah so i got the limited edition i've got the limited edition of each all of them got some of the artwork hanging up in my in my hobby room in my lounge although my my girlfriend's told me to take it all down because the son doesn't like it um so they're now batman pictures but um <laughs> that's uh, besides the point um so Les. yeah exactly um no i've still got them they're just co- batman's in front they're behind so i still know they're there in my head they're still i've still got the gash on my wall in my living room she just doesn't know it um <laughs> so <laughs> um, got got to, got to represent the big man. Um, so uh, it's it's like you know it was it was a it was a weird time, and I think a lot of the podcasts and people were getting fed up with Warhammer, Eighth um, Edition for people who what listening to this or watching this that have never played Old Hammer um, was a bizarre, very different animal to what it is it now. Got stale as well. GW yeah. just didn't update things with the regularity they did. I remember uh, going like nine months between book releases, which is going to sound like madness to and anyone who started in Age of Sigmar will not have yeah. a clue what it is like to have you know a book come out and be top tier and for nothing to change the meta for you know literally like let's a year. let's put it into perspective. Okay, so eighth edition dropped. Eighth edition dropped July. I can't remember the year, but it was July. The orc book was the first army book came out in october so that's yeah. like three months before they released the first army book and i think the empire come out around then as well and then the next one was april which was tomb kings now that's like these are the hardbacks aren't they yeah as well. like, this is the, the hardback hardback uh, yeah. which is what i've got up in that cabinet the red spines that you can just see up there you want to throw that um, tomb kings one in the bin mate no one cares about them mate and never Tinky for life. <laughs> Me and Tyler, we we text each other about our our, our Cetra stories. Yes. About your rods. Yeah. About our, yeah. all, it's all it's all about the <laughs> what about Cetra and we don't kneel. Um, there, I remember that we were like, it was just bizarre because like the whole the AOS is like on a roller coaster. And I remember when it came oh, out and it was crazy. What you got to remember? Two books released at once. What? What you got to remember is the rule book used to be like a hundred pages, and I played a lot of ETC and stuff like that. And I think Terry got the Polish experience at one of the South Coasts, where it was who it's could argue the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's who could who if you could prove that you could argue a rule, even if it was wrong, that's but that made you better at Warhammer. If you could basically pages of how to disagree with your opponent. Yeah, if if you could put forward an argument that was so bullshit that you just couldn't get around <laughs> it 
That that was that was playing Warhammer against Furion. What a bell. <laughs> Just, just I love it. Happy. Terry's like, I'm out. I can say whatever the fuck I want now. Had <laughs> a qualifier on there because we loved, we loved hanging out with the Polish and playing the Polish at ETC. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he, he was the like, worst eighth edition experience I'd this, ever had. This was the weird thing about going into the ETC for AOS because, like, a lot of the people that had been to the ETC back in 2010 when it was like, and you go to a table and you're like, do people really play, behave like this? And then their cult, you think their culture and it's how they play competitive gaming. And then you went to the AOS and the crowd was so much cooler and oh, it's just like, this is so much more refreshing. And it's like what happened to the game because at the end of 8th edition, all of the dickheads, that not all of them, and I don't mean that everyone who didn't play AOS is a dickhead. So <laughs> we we still carried on. So we're like, we, we were the only dickheads left. So that's why we won everything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a joke for the American. Well, I was, it's I was a joke. never winning anything. No, you, you didn't win anything. <laughs> Unless it was a team event. And, you know, I me and Terry have got big shoulders. So, and then I think it was really funny because I remember. Me until 2017. And, until you became like the GT champion randomly. Like when they when, yeah. when Warhammer World started doing events again and they did Warlords and then they did the Heats. And the, but though, I mean, props to you, you know. And I think, um, I don't remember what my point was now, but. That might have been too long. I must tea. I've just drunk. Yeah, but the culture. The, the, it just the, different, wasn't it? It changed, and the game started to speed up. But originally, when like AOS came out and it blew up, it was almost like I kind of put it to like a bomb's gone off, and like all the dust is settling, and you're like, "What is going on?" And you're walking around, and you, it's a bit like that scene in Save It Private Ryan, where you're walking around trying to pick your arm up off the floor. You know, <laughs> and you're like. So this, you're comparing yeah. Age of Sigmar to, to, to D-Day to, landings, yeah. just so we're clear. Just so we're clear, yeah. yeah. So um, Okay, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just make a note of where I edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, oh, what I mean by that, it was just yeah. so, it was such a shock, is what yeah. I mean. I'm not I'm not comparing it to, to people who gave their lives for the country and all that, of, of no. course. But, um, you know, that was a, the, the point is, it's people going through that change and some people stayed and some people didn't and then yeah um one of the things oh, like, I mean, so a lot of people fun. a lot of people that like we got on with uh, and then on playing age of sigma I no. think one of the things that i found really uh, eye-opening was when we were at uh, etc in um in novasad uh, yeah it was just like seeing all of the people that like oh, yeah just like uh, and stuff like that, right. and like yeah, like um, all the guys like Leggy, Marcus, all those sort of guys that Slash, you know, Craig, yeah. uh, all these people Slash, that, yeah. and even like people that from other countries that I'd met at ETCs, and you know, like Guido and people like that that I spent a lot of time with, yeah, who came over to the UK, and even like Nick Nick Cohen and people like that, and they weren't really yeah playing, and especially like I remember the Australian team the Australia scene got decimated. They all went off to Privacy Press, basically. I went to, actually went to some Privacy Press events in the UK with Andrew Galea, who who used to run the rankings, and then he went on to um, launch his own game called Judgment, I think it is. But um, yeah. And we yeah. met him at... He was, at um, he was in America doing, when we went to Adepticon. Yeah, and um, yeah. he was sort of running demos. I was like, hey, man. And he was like, I'm running demos. I was like, yeah, I know. You, you can't really talk, but I'll, I'll come catch you later. But <laughs> it was it was because I remember going to my first private press event with him. Radley, my mum and dad picked him up from Bristol and we went and it was 50 points hardcore um, private And I played like a guy called um, Ashley Mitchell. He used to be in the Dragon Slayers. 
I play Conrad Gonzalez, who who runs the Boosted Damage podcast, who used to be big on the Warhammer scene, up with the WPS back in the day when there's the Warhammer Player Society, and you had the Club Challenge, which was run up in the Mersey, and then you had like Marcus who run yeah. up the Mersey Meltdown, and you had all these people that that like kind of stopped playing Warhammer and went on to do other things. But I think the Age of Sigmar scene is has just been amazing, and even like from you hear some negative stuff on Twitter or whatever from some of the people involved, it's so much better. Like, honestly, like there was yeah. so much more of that in the old days. And um, it's, it's really interesting when you think about it, sort of like, cause obviously Sigma started and there wasn't the, the player base. And then it's slowly over the last like uh, five years or whatever it is, has just become this monster of a, you know, of a, a it had like cells, you, you'd know that there yeah, was like, yeah. we knew uh, obviously by a sales element, we knew there was a pocket of people who were playing and it was the war chiefs. Mm. Like we could, we could see yeah. that in terms of where stuff was going. And then yeah. it got, to, it got to a point where like, oh, more new people are picking this up in bits and bobs. And then it just got to like a, like a realization moment. And then it was just like, everyone's playing everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's loads of releases like all the it's models just, are amazing what's going on it was just crazy when you think about it. i look back at the war chiefs and i, I like commend like liam pano carl and like the chump kings now essentially because yeah. they were like no we're gonna like we're gonna play sigmar and then like because they, they were there they playing were it, they... 50 man events and you're like what yeah like, is anyone playing and it just like the, the chiefs just become like i remember at one point there was just like a sea of like you know before purple hoodies like, yeah, purple hoodies everywhere <laughs> like i've just got you i think i've the, got a like, picture in the south coast where there's the army judging and there's like 12 purple hoodies all looking at the armies and it just says like yeah. war chiefs it's all across the back of all the hoodies or whatever it is it's just every single <laughs> yeah, person just it but was I, like a gang it was like it was really cool yeah. i can just remember like the war chiefs being like you every event there'd be like 12 yeah. to 15 war chiefs well they were like and there would be they were like the dragon slayers for age of sigma for people who because i'm i i've been on the block a long time okay so and and i back in the day the dragon slayers were like the club and then early aos war chiefs were the club right i mean i don't yeah, think it's unfair to say that i remember like there was a, we did a little eggs and like 50% of the people they just brought down three cars worth or whatever and that was quite a big deal in the beginning of Wild it was West Dave days. Nat Dave Nat hired a minibus and I can that still was... remember us going down and oh. Dave Nat obviously we all met in we all met in Worcester and we got absolutely blotto and I can remember Dave Nat pulling on like pulling over on the hard shoulder for Sedge to throw up yeah 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 he had to pull over for <laughs> Sedge to be sick amazing <laughs> yeah wow. And like me and Brian Hatchett with like this little hole in the wall, like pub in Worcester, just like drinking JD at like eleven o'clock in the morning. It was just like ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, oh, I miss think... the good old days, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and hopefully days to come. But I've I, for me, like the the people that like we met on the tournament scene and through the journey of AOS with like you know like the events like obviously like Mo and then like Ben running Blood and Glory and then like South Coast and then we went into stuff like Chris running his events. Um yeah. you know, and even like the Swindon guys using the, the local firestorm to run their their little one dayers and stuff Bri- and Sigmas Bristol and gaming too. Bristol we some, yeah we had some sick times big there. yeah that was that was one of the most fun events I have yep. ever been to remains. I, I was definitely <laughs> sick at that event. <laughs> when, we, I had, when I had flew that event and I still played and got oh, drunk the whole weekend. It was oh, the yeah. uh, it was like when we went to that last game against the Perrin brothers, wasn't it? And uh, we had I, I had yep. a bottle of Jaeger because we bought bought those coody bags 
And we were like, yep. it's fine, because uh, what we'll do is we'll finish the Jaeger before we play. And literally, I think I didn't I underestimate how much Jaeger was actually left in that bottle. And we just and, like, did shots. I think we did like eight done. Jaeger yeah. shots between the four of us. And for some reason, every time I had to quote Gladiator. Um, and this it's was what the, you do when you drink in Bristol, because he was thrown in the fucking like the Gladiator <clears throat> helmet, and it was just that was <laughs> that was at the the uh, most that was it, the thing, wasn't it? Invitational, but it was the yeah, but it's the same venue. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. the Roman helmet was strong. Uh, I think there is an image that, somewhere flicking where I've got got it on um, with End of Times Bro T shirt from the Black. You Sun. and Terry had like you and Terry were like in that event you and Terry did the chaos thing didn't you I was with Liam with Silverneff because it was a doubles not to be confused with when we did the Gary Hennessy Sigbra event wasn't it with Andy Talbert where I teamed up with Laurie like completely out of the view and I taught Laurie how to play Warhammer and you did not like uh, what was it I was saying to you about the he was I singing had... Silverneff Wankers yeah 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 just literally Silverneff Wankers yeah yeah he was singing the Eskimo Bros song yeah but in the Silverneff Wankers instead on table one and you were just like at me because we played we played Paddy we we went we played Paddy and um and Tomlin Chris. in the last round, didn't we, to to yeah. take yeah. that event beat, out you and Laurie on table one and we come second, I think. I think that was Laurie's first trophy that he got. So just so we're clear, I carried Laurie and gave him his first trophy. I've me, ultimately he'll admit I'm a better silver enough player than him. So me and uh, me and Terry have teamed up multiple occasions, so we're as a, as a as a doubles group, we've we've conquered many a table um and <laughs> an event and amongst other things um and uh we've done really <laughs> we've done pretty well with our uh, doubles career i remember we were at a <laughs> we were at a mansfield <laughs> we were at a mansfield mall and um we had the you bought a strong bow oh, and you got a yellow yellow beanie you got a beanie when you and got a pint of cider. We decided to do Ye- yeah, and we decided to do Jaeger bombs at, at play this doubles game, and we were just like two beatniks in our yellow hats, and we absolutely That's just so smashed funny. it because I remember like I think we were playing like double demons, weren't we? We I had like my Nurgle, yep. and I I think I remember that there was a, a I had a unit of plague drones like three, and they had like six yep. in a unit, and there was a house. And I was like, they were behind the house, and I was like, you put them on flank onto my unit. This is flank and spank, as I used to call it, old edition. And uh, I was all like, the, all of these anecdotes will be eighth edition, so no one yeah. will know what we're talking about. And I, like, I charged you <laughs> in the side, and they were like, how could you see me? And the house had a little hole in it, and my plague drone's head was just poking through the hole. Just see straight through the house. I was like, I can see you, mate. Look, look through that hole. And he was like, oh, <laughs> and it was just a glorious, glorious game. I still remember that. That was awesome, that Sheffield. In general, though, like Sigma, we've made like so many good friends over the years. Like when you think of uh, like the first Firestorm where like Dan Mitchell, we met Dan and Joe Pasali, we were like, you know, arguably some of our closest friends now, you know, they're like, yeah, super. It's it's quite cool as well, like because Dan Mitchell's obviously gone on to do priority role and, you know, obviously it's 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 amazing. Like, I think when I started on the scene, I remember my first tournament, and this is going back to, like, 2002 or 2001, and I remember my first game at Warhammer World, and I played, like, Ben Johnson round two, and he completely smashed my back doors and didn't know who he was at the time. And, um, yeah, just from that, I used to always go with Healing, but then, like, you go to now, and it's almost like 
you, you kind of think like people at like AD Mac who are like less around now, but they were yeah. kind of like the old old guy. I feel like I'm the old old now. So <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of crazy, but um, it's uh, it's been a the the Age of Sigmar journey has been pretty amazing to be honest, and it's felt like it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, been like GW changes a company within that time period. Yeah. Like, ne- never mind, you know, the game or us or who we've met or events or people picking out the game more. Like, there's an entire company. Like, we've already alluded to the release schedules and stuff, but the the entire company has shifted massively around the start of AOS and then took, I'd say, probably took a little bit of time to catch up to the potential of it or their own potential. And then suddenly we're getting bumped. I remember us all missing one release. We were like, a book came out, didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't it? And it was like, was it the pestilence? Book? Yeah. Just, book? Was yeah. there a pestilence battle tome? And you're like, yeah, it does no, exist. It yeah. come out. Yeah. Like, so many things were coming out, and we just weren't used to it not being like, you know, never mind broadcast, but fully spoiled, and yeah. we were already bored of it before it was released in like three months prior to release. And then suddenly we've gone to a world where we're like, oh, what? Another one? Like, does anyone know what it does? <laughs> well, we're talking about the book releases and stuff. So the Orc book in 8th edition was the first hardback 8th edition book, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was the next Orc book? Bone Splitters? Bone Splitters. That's how long it was between Orc books. It was like six years between books. You're never going to win because the Wood Elf players are going to go, 11 years! 11 years! (laughs) (laughs) Double digits! Was it not Beastman had like the longest... Wood Elves. Because they went a whole edition yeah, without getting the book. They were probably on par, I guess. Because like, Wood Elves were 6th edition, and they never got one in 7th. And no, they got one in 8th. Yeah. I was so excited to start a Wood Elf army in 8th edition. Um, I had like Because it was all of the, the Wild Riders, because they were like amazing in 8th oh, edition. I bought, yeah. I've still got like a, a half-assembled Wood Elf army in a box at my mum and dad's house from 8th edition. Because I put oh, all of like, I used the old wildwood trees and I had like the metal hawks flying out of it because you used to take the hawk riders and stuff. And yeah, it's crazy. But um, I've just now, you, you get Is a it book. really bone splitters? Yeah. yeah. Bone splitters. You get a book, and then like a year later, you got another book, and then, and then you probably had four or five FAQs for that yeah, book. Like, like, like your shit actually getting updated. That wasn't a thing. That's good though. Like, no, I mean it's, it's, it's amazing when you okay. think about how how, how many, different I mean, like, it was. Like, used to be like Stormcast books have we got now? Like, I mean, I could go check too shelf. many. That there, it's gone too far. Real <laughs> I think there's been. I, I don't know. Which you had like the first one, <laughs> then you had like the extremist chamber. Then you had the one with the Vanguard stuff in it. Then you had another one. I think actually, I know the extreme. The extremists didn't have points, did it? That was no. the Star Drake Chamber initially. No, no, that was, that was, I can remember it like, yeah, yeah. So, so we we had like, I mean, it was. I think twenty sixteen was the first handbook, or was it twenty yeah. seventeen? It was. It's wild. I think it came you, out in, you tell me that was before my time on the um, on the playtest team at least. Uh, so I remember I getting. Invited and we did a show called Podcast Eternals and that was me, Dan, Ben Curry. We got invited by uh, by the guys at GW up to up there and basically got hold and handed a a big contract to sign uh, or NDA and then we got handed a blue folder and the blue folder had like the General's Handbook 
draft one in it. I'm going to say book twice here for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, Take that's it back for credit. <laughs> that's 30 seconds. Yeah. It's not that they've released it a lot. You've just bought it I've multiple times. Five. Is it because every time you see it, you go, they must have released a new one by now, so I'll buy yeah, a new just, one? Yeah, just buy that they have. I just got it wrong once. It's not as bad minutes. as Space Marines, right? So... Um, <laughs> But you know, obviously, been involved yeah. with the playtest and the, the the sort of the legitimizing of competitive match match play becoming a thing, and then obviously from that, then we had the community team started up. And I remember we had the community team on our podcast to talk about Warhammer TV. Um, yeah, so we actually was... had them on to promote their channel, which is bizarre. And then... that... Yeah, because Rob, come on, didn't yeah. we? We did the whole like, you know, yeah. <clears throat> And then we obviously spent. We've I've been on like Warhammer TV. We've all well, we've all been on Warhammer TV in some way, shape, or form, haven't we? Yeah. And um, we, only one of us has temporarily been banned from going on Warhammer <laughs> TV, though. <laughs> that was uh, Terry. Terry was on a timeout. Let's leave it at that. Uh, after the out. the Warlords event, and uh, I remember the Warlords was the first one that they they sort of started a, to engage. And that was the September. So, must be twenty sixteen. So, so yeah. that was my yeah. first ever. A official tournament at Warmerworld. I'd never been to one before because oh. they didn't run them in it. That was mine as well. And, and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm old, man. I used to do them all the time. Like, I remember my first event. The, I used to work at GW Swindon, and we took a mini bus, and we had there's a hotel that me and Dan used to stay at. But before that, he knew about it because I used to stay there with my mates, and it was called the Highlands Hotel, and it's in Lenton, in Beeston, actually. And it, the entire yeah. top floor had like 12 beds and we booked out the entire top floor and it was Did, amazing. Didn't we stay there recently? Yeah. Like, didn't like the last time we were there? We yeah, it's like your grand's house. It's like your grand's house. one I was at as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Where people... the shower door fell on me in the shower. Yeah, probably. That one. <laughs> so it like it's it's quaint, let's put it that way. Um, but it, it's cheap, good, cheap, and the breakfast is good. And the weird thing is, every time I go, there's the same woman serving breakfast. She must have been there like yeah. twenty odd years. <laughs> but, but like, it was it was amazing, right? And that was at Warhammer World. You used to do the heats in the final, and I remember they used to have the um, uh, shenanigans guys and like Gary Moore and other people doing the refereeing, and they had their own FAQs and stuff. It was really um, bizarre. And then, like, obviously, that all stopped during Eighth Edition. A long time. Um, and there was this whole social media blackout from GW, and um, there was this whole competitive forum, play. They? Yeah, they shut all that down, and there was a GW forum. I yeah. remember being on it. It was, and then it disappeared. It definitely wasn't this a is... den of toxic incestuous. Oh, it definitely all was horrible. <laughs> all before my time, never had anything to do with like, any of that. I was just playing 40k in my garage. <laughs> I was like, you know, cool mini. Then I think it's just painting some yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Food. And we um like, but but all of that like the fact that like you know obviously that all started the media started the live coverage started, um you know like even like Warhammer community the general's handbook and all that and being like a part of that and then the the thing for me that really made sort of AOS becoming almost like back, but in a better way was when it when ETC had it as well. Um, you know, like obviously before COVID, but obviously when we, when we won it, but it's besides that point. No, no, because no, it it ETC was before that, didn't they? They had the first. They did ran they the have AOS there? Four, there. Four, I don't. Two. Yeah, they did it. Oh, four teams yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it was. It was some some people worked incredibly hard to get it there in any format, mm. and four teams was the amount of teams they could get. 
and then it was yeah. slightly more officially the, done the next year when we because the, the French the French one didn't they the French uh, one, yeah, yeah 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 of course yeah yeah because yeah, I think I vaguely remember it was yeah. a bit last minute because I yeah. think it wasn't it was kind of like shoehorned in because people were yeah, trying to get it there so I do apologise so yeah it's uh, yeah, then, but that being being able to go to the ETC and play the game I want to play because I'm very much like I'll play the official game and I'll move on. I don't, yeah. I, there was yeah. obviously like even like ninth edition stuff where people made their own fan fiction game when some people stayed playing that and you know, that's up to them. Yeah. But I, I mean, believe there's still a community, I, isn't there? A ninth age community. Yeah, there's still broad. people playing yeah, and broad. doing tournaments. There's still, I mean, I, I had a couple of people inquire about one of my uh, eighth edition armies. So, cause it was on square basis, yeah. but I mean, oh, I, mean I just like to sort of like highlight the fact that, you know, I started, playing in 8th edition and I had no I was just woeful at 8th edition like I think my highest finish in an 8th edition event was top 20 like I was just not very good at it um, and like you guys carried me half. at team events yeah, yeah I aim for top half um, at events yeah and um, I would never in a million years have thought that I would have gone like being somebody that was a fan of like podcasts and stuff and a lot of the like, competitive play the ETC talk being like coming in from someone that wasn't very good at the game to then over the course of Sigmar, like I played for the Scottish, uh, the Scottish team at Six Nations in Eighth Edition the last year, um, and that was like my first because my mum's Scottish essentially, um, and I then would because I'd never get on the England team, I was just not good enough, um, and then like with Sigmar and like Ben Curry and Eighth in the first stage of Sigmar Six Nations, and like being able to be a good enough player at the time i'm probably not a good enough player now was to get that the on the one team. where i subbed in or did i sub in the one after that because that that was the first one because there was like we've that was the event that rust didn't come to you didn't go yeah, to the rust first go to it. No. i don't know if you were there byron i i subbed in yeah. um because darren was going to like i subbed in last moment and i remember being like guys you know i'm not very good <laughs> and, um, <laughs> i think and um, the, they wanted me to take first... some janky army that i didn't understand and i just said can i like like you're taking me that's concession anyway can i just take an army that i know how to use which is my weird debuff death army which is actually a, a, was that the a, second six nations or was that the first second one? yeah because i know Kier, kieran harper was on the first six nations was roasting because it was at the bad dice kieran, uh it was the first was the the Blood Blood Glory Glory yeah kieran the, kieran harper was on the team like terry was, was on the kieran. team yeah it was that yeah one. it was that one then that was yeah was that Dan one. palmer was meant to go some, that was it, Darren Palmer, and you stubbed yeah. in, didn't you? Because I subbed in with weird debuff death, and actually had a really good event. Um, apart from playing, uh, I played. I think did I play? I played someone with bone splitters or, or something of that type, which just shot a lot. I remember just getting bullied. I took I took Sylvan after that event, and and I only lost to Ben Curry because he had the, what was the ridiculous scale on Storm Fiend pop-up list. <laughs> Storm Fiend pop-up list, and he shot me off, yeah. Yeah, yeah Clan playing, Skyr, so. Playing Joe with that one, that was a, yeah, that was a nasty occurrence, playing, playing him. Yeah. I played GW Liam event. with it at Warlords, didn't I? And yeah. our game was over in like four minutes or something. He pop up and just, <laughs> just kill everything. popped up and killed all my characters, turn one, I was like, oh. I right. played um, Liam. I think it might have been was as well with my corn. It was, it was the same event, I think. and um, I just didn't have yeah. the bodies in my army Maybe to stop it. Had it at the same time. Ended up playing. I remember like Sedge. I played Sedge with the bone splitters, and we did a bone splitters show, didn't we? And he said that he listened to it about eighty times while he was painting the army to to know how it all worked. Um, and then he proceeded to shoot me off of his little yellow dice, uh, which was those little yellow <laughs> dice need to get in the bin. Hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of hours of fun. 
Um, and then With great uh, power comes great responsibility, Russ. That's fine. I mean, I, I we probably so won the event, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, he did, but it's all Pano's fault, so uh, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, but I mean, it, in terms of like FaceTime, I mean, obviously we we did AOS content and and we went on, we stuck with it basically, didn't we? And and carried on through, mm. and um, we were lucky enough to get kind of picked up by GW as like a, as one of the prominent prominent podcasts out there. So we obviously get a bit of support from them. So they send us like books and stuff to review and obviously being on the play test yeah. and that, it, it helps us a lot. Yeah, I just just want to like touch on the fact that like that's something that I, I mean, admittedly, like Terry and Byron probably can't talk about this like me and you can, but for me being asked to be part of the play test team is like, I'd never in a million years would have imagined that back in 8th edition or when I started on the tournament scene or anything like that. So I think it just goes to show that if you want to be part of something, you just need to approach it the right way. And I was really, I, I, one of the things I'm really thankful for is, you know, being asked to be part of the playtest team and, and just, well, I'd never have got to that point if it wasn't for, I wouldn't have been a, a competent enough gamer to be on the playtest team if it wasn't for all of the time I spent talking about the hobby and like the gaming with you guys, really. So I remember just, you know, the, the cause of us recording for the first time was us sitting down and we'd have chats or we'd work out an army list. I remember literally like for, eighth edition team event at element me taking an ogres list and i remember sitting down and we worked out what i should be taking that wouldn't be too crap and i wouldn't fuck up and um i remember thinking was that like i'd listen to the shit out of this this is can we record this was that the bjorn event that morsey ran when it was bjorn teams and we played we played both england teams at the time yeah and like a wildman absolutely destroyed me in like two turns with like prince imrick i think yeah um yeah, it was just like back in. Yeah, I can just remember like every time I played Wildman in Eighth Edition, he literally just rocked up to the table and just took me off in like two turns. It was ridiculous. Yeah. He's only beaten me once in Eighth Edition, but it only it was the only time it mattered. <laughs> when he stopped me winning the Masters with that oh, one bloody yeah. dice roll of that one one unit of these little plague dudes in his and he needed uh, a ridiculous charge. That, that one dice roll, and the sad thing was. When I look back at all my photos, I could have just swift reformed some pink horrors into the way, but I didn't see it at the time. <laughs> I remember that uh, that blood and glory when I was playing Andy Potter, and he goes, "We both had the a unit that could swift reform into a building into a watchtower, and he won the turn roll." I said, "Well, you've won the game then." And he goes, "Why? Did you just gonna swift reform into the building?" And he goes, "I'm not going to do turn that." Roll. And I said, "No, he won the to go first. Oh like, yeah, because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you used to roll off, like, didn't you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He, goes so he, he basically had the choice. So he, he goes, I'm going to go first. And I said, well, you're going to win the game now because you're going to reform into the building. And he said to me, he goes, so I'm not, I don't play like that. I said, I do. I play like that. So if you don't do it, I will. You don't. <laughs> and he didn't do it. And I reformed into the building. And then he got salty. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I warned you, man. I warned you. It was like when I played Malekith at the, uh, in the end times. That was amazing. Played a Malekith mirror times in the last round. Uh, I have very different opinions about that. The end times was the Core best. Models. Oh, I was the best. I was the best. If you were, if you were happy, just riding that filth train, 
It was amazing. I remember playing Diesel at Blood and Gloom, my Maggot King themed like painting army, which wasn't a good competitive army. And he had Carl Franz and Steam Tanks, and it was just like it was ridiculous. Oh. It was so. I, uh, I can remember playing uh, Christian uh, White at the my first ever event, like uh, at Sheffield Slaughter. I lost all my games, but beat Christian White. And then I can remember playing him at the End Times, um, which was my best finish in Eighth Edition. End Times, and I had Kairos Fate Weaver and four units of four beasts of nurgle because beasts of nurgle used to be filth in eighth edition and he had carl franz and like and i go over him like just trying to kill me with carl franz so i just basically just killed everything apart from carl franz it was just because carl was it the exalted carl franz literally I just think, I exalted franz, yeah, killed everything i forgot that was, was everything it, <laughs> was it ben, didn't ben curry kill Stephen follows this with pit of shades but it was just like off a pit of shades yeah. on carl franz it was yeah. like don't don't roll a one and he rolled a one it just went down the hole it was amazing no, it was oh, a one God. it was a one to not go down the hole wasn't it or was it no. i can't it's an initiative have... test wasn't it it's yeah. an initiative yeah. test, test. you had to roll under like, your you initiative to under it yeah. and he rolled a six didn't you yeah. If you roll a six, you were six. also dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I loved Ed, I loved the big spells back in Eighth Edition. Uh, Battle reports were so good. Just six dice him off. Yep, six dice six that dice. to come off. It was oh, you were you were like six dice final trans like regen. Yep. Just rolled all those four ups. Just remember, rolled all yeah. four ups, regen it all six dice that off one. I still remember that card of event because me and you were both playing demons in in at the time, weren't we? And then like you played um, Luke Morton. And he smashed it, and it was just lunch break, I think, because in the pub we're in we're in Weatherspoons. He's just going, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna I do this. I I'm playing, gonna do that. Um, oh. Yeah, I was playing ogres. I borrowed Andy Matthews ogres for That's that right. event <laughs> for a bit of fun because I, I was just constantly taking the the netlist of my demons. Yeah. So I took the ogres, and Luke did something that I didn't expect him to do, um, and he he smashed me off in like two turns with the demon list. And then, that and then you sorted them out. You can, you've never lost to Luke, have you, Russ? No. No, I stole that demon list from Germany because when I went to Denmark, the I played the German ETC um, team and the guy had this demon army and I went, that is awesome. I'm going to definitely steal that. And I did we all that played demons, didn't we? Me, you, and Terry all played yeah. demons. Because Byron did as well. Where you, if yeah. you wanted to do anything in 8th edition, you had to play demons, dark elves, or vampires. And then vampires weren't that good. So you had to play demons or dark elves, yeah. basically. Or warriors. Yeah. Warriors at the end. Yeah, yeah. But like before yeah. the warrior book yeah. got redone. Because when the warriors got the white dwarf update, then they got a proper book. Crackers. When that second proper yeah. book came out, they were just dumb. I remember that event we went to in. Um, I don't think. I think I was on the team with Leggy. Um, Mikey Newman and yep. um, Craig Johnson, and we played that event, and and I played Warriors, and it was just like it was just like they had to drive back to Manchester. Didn't realize it was six rounds. We'd already run by the fifth round, so they wanted to drive back and get the trophies. Oh, posted. That, was that not the Plymouth event? Yeah, it was in Plymouth. Chariots, yeah, yeah, it was Chariots of Chaos when Big moved Wait, to Plymouth, chari- didn't it? Yeah. Or, or the giant slayer, the giant slayer. Yeah, because it, it wasn't yeah. At, yeah. at Cardiff because we no. played at that Cardiff. No, it was in um, it was in Plymouth. It was miles away was for them. Plymouth. So because yeah. I know Leggy drove I, I from remember, Manchester. So, and I can remember listening to the Black Sun because you played Chris Tomlin, didn't you? Yeah. Like a mirror. Yeah. And um, and it was the and it was like uh, skull crushers and it was like the Nurgle Demon Prince with the uh-huh. the charm shields and the the, the flaming helm. The best bit was when my chariot that? could just see the dark of crossbowmen, but then. I rolled the double six for the charge, but because you do the stand and shoot before you move, he only shot with two models because only two could see it. 
and then it charged over the hill into the unit and just took it off and went into his level four and killed his level four wizard. And I was just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was <again>. amazing. <laughs> but if you ever pick up an eighth edition book, like I can remember talking to Tinsdale uh, <sighs> recently uh, um, at one of the Warhammer World events. And um, and just talking to him about like eighth edition and us reminiscing about it all and Tinsdale was just like what? Yeah, because he just didn't understand because he's not played it and stuff, had no. he? So, but but I mean, from Age of Sigma, um, obviously we were there from when it went into like General's Handbook and competitive, and we've we've done a lot of events and stuff, and obviously we ran Facehammer GT. So for me, nice. like that's that was like the pinnacle for me, like being able to run an event with you guys that's our own because although I'm involved with South Coast. I like the fact that we were at Element. It was our it was our baby, and we could do yeah. what we wanted. And I think that the one where that, like Domus came over, and that was just amazing. Yeah. That, that was got, the, that was the me, best face hammer. Me hugging him in the uh, so, in the one so side across that atmosphere. Domus, so walking through that door, obviously it's my place, so I like it anyway. But walking through that yeah. door to just see everyone was just buzzing so much. It was such a. It was such an amazing. I mean, I look, I look back on it, and I think that like Domus being there was amazing. But like the when Sam Davis won, like the first oh, the face on the because oh, yeah. yeah. we had we had like the option like back in the day on for zero hours down. sleep. Is yeah, <laughs> because you've gone out drinking with Tomlin the night before. But we had like you could the first face hammer, you could you submitted two lists yeah. and you could switch between which list you wanted. And Sam Davis had like took Stormcast, and it was like Skyborn Slayers and Warrior Brotherhood. And I can just remember walking over to table one and he was playing, uh, I think it was Dan Ford on like the last round. And he had like all of his, like all of his um, liberators in a line with the protectors from Skyborn Slayers behind it because they could fight over the top. And it just like blew Dan Ford's mind. And then like when he won the the event, it was just like Tomlin won best painter, didn't he? At that yeah, event? he did. Yeah. And Tomlin Dan always did well as well. You know, he, he I think he might have top 10. I think he come like fourth or fifth in every event yeah yeah he was yeah. always up there yeah never with top tier with like iron jaws iron jaws and then phoenix phoenix, phoenix temple phoenix, yeah. with the with the magisterium funny cow um aventus aventus, aventus um, yeah Bart, yeah the aventus stormcast yeah. guy so. i remember he, he played his tits off every single time usually whilst fairly inebriated but he would uh yeah. he just went and you know he's a quality player and it always shone through at face hammer for some reason i don't know i don't know why you know each event has its own atmosphere like i I have done fairly well at GTs, and then Tomlin just seemed to spank it every every time he turned up, and he'd just be teching people out with iron jaws. I remember popping over, and he'd be yeah. fleeing or smashing Darren Palmer um, with his Phoenix yeah. Guard list as well against, yeah. against the most bent free guild list I've ever seen in my life. I think one of the big things about FaceTime is we were quite early on. We we wanted soft scores to be a big separator, yeah. So they were always quite high up and obviously Tomlin paints really nice armies and he's a nice guy so you get sports so he basically controversy to what we used to do at South Coast which was very much gaming that's where you get your points yeah, and yeah. there's other prizes Facehammer had soft scores but they were soft scores that were impactful but only if you were in the same win-loss bracket as the people so if you if you if it's like a separator rather than a trumper um, and I know that even like it was quite funny. I remember the year that Jack was, oh no, no, I don't all like all this. He turns up, wins yeah. it, like not having to worry about soft scores at all. And then like he's like, oh, I've got that one now. I don't need to come back. But <laughs> yeah, like, he, yeah, he, he wasn't keen on the soft scores. I was like, well, you just come and win five games. Yeah, and then he came and won five games. I was yeah, like, oh, well there you go. Exactly done. Yeah. Easy. That was uh, oh yeah. 
But, Shame that we haven't had a chance to run Face Hammer GT. It would have been nice yeah. to have had one more time in it because obviously, like, you know, not memories of all I get to go and play in it right. now, though, right? Well, you get yeah. to play in it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I get to play in it now. Especially so, growing out with Ruskins. Thomas um, and Tom at my house. That, yeah. was, that just felt like a, an absolute privilege. But um, we had, uh, I mean, like, it's probably a good thing to say is that obviously, like, we went to Adepticon, uh, as you see some of them as pictures, as a four. And I think for me, that was a really like amazing time for us because we got to meet a load of the guys in the states that that listened to us that yeah. I, I i remember like one of the days I was going around the show and i was just wearing a face hammer top and i had like people stopping me and saying like oh you you i love your show and all this and i was it was just kind of overwhelming like actually because well the nice thing about like americans do that way more readily than english people yeah. as well they'll be like hey are you this person I like your stuff, and you know we're we're a bit better at being awkward <laughs> in the UK, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really remember much of Adepticon. I was so drunk <laughs> the entire time. Um, I like I remember Alex. Um, Alex just sort of like ferrying us around that early doors and, and stuff, and yeah, just and also like meeting like Dave Whitech because like Whitech, I always was a big fan of like Garage Hammer and just like getting on with Whitech and and the guys like from uh, from Rolling Bad and stuff like Andrew. Yeah. Um, yes. I've got. I've. I completely forgot the guy's name now, and it's like it's going to really annoy yeah, him. But like we talked about comic stuff so many in a second, more, yeah. So many amazing yeah. people. Man. It was amazing. So, I'm check. Really it was even good. Like it was really weird because Andy Avery turned up. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen you since like seventh edition, like Warhammer Woody as well. I remember. Yeah, and uh, it was just it was just yeah. great. Like loads of people that we knew or we didn't know, people that we'd heard of but not seen. I remember like seeing Vince going around in his apron because he was doing classes and stuff, and he had some entries in Crystal Brush. And obviously, we we know like Alex Gonzalez and stuff like that. But first yeah. time we really met and Brad Al- and you know Alric Edge, Alric Alric is the guy that I was thinking yeah. of. Like you know chatter to but i'm just sure we're gonna like if we start naming people there's gonna be people that we will have forgotten and miss out like sean and jake and all those boys so. yeah i mean it's doing shopping as well at strange titans of the night because we were trying to fight the the sleep weren't we to stay awake yeah to try and get a sleep pattern going i just like, flaked out o'clock at night 11 30 we turn up to a supermarket that's still fully open or yeah, target which, which yeah. was was half five yeah. in the morning for us, wasn't it? Because it was six hours. Yeah. I was in the <laughs> lobby. I was in the lobby, and you're like, "We're going to Target." I was like, "I'll come with you." And then we were waiting. I can't remember what we were waiting like either to Domus. We were to waiting come. for Domus. And I was, yeah. and I sat there, and I was like, literally ten minutes later, I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm done. Go to bed." Yeah. <laughs> there's a picture in of me stood in the pop tart aisle. Yeah. In my short, yeah. in my uh, trackies I, and flip flops, just completely overwhelmed by how many flavors pop tarts were available one of my favorite adepticon memories is us sitting down to have breakfast in the morning and like terry going look there's a waffle thing they, they make you fresh waffles and oh. terry goes and gets his fresh waffles and he's got it there in front of him and there's a massive dollop of what terry assumed was ice cream. ice cream and he just went it was norm, and it was just butter salted butter <laughs> it was like pure salted butter and that deep graphic. dish pizza where you put it was like bigger than yet it was like oh it's graphic got, like didn't someone yeah. manage two slices but me and then... rust did two and a half each didn't we 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 were done i did i did one and like if you've never been to adepticon you need to go and try the chicago 10 deep dish pizza you can see that just on the screen now amazing. terry's head next to it but, the cerebral but, eat message like, <laughs> i've i've done it once I don't feel the need to ever do it again. <laughs> like, I used to put on a couple of kilograms on salad whilst at Adepticon. Yeah. That, is, that, that is salad they made you that night we had the steak, you took back up to the room and ate for like two days. 
Oh, so Can you remember? Was, that bowl of salad was so big. They're getting one, and then suddenly there's like candied walnuts being sprinkled. And I'm like, ah, this is, you know, <laughs> that's where it comes from. <laughs> but they've added sugar to the salad. Oh, what, what a shot. Oh, and I'd like, a, I'd like a side of pudding as my starter with my corn. Was it cornbread? Oh, that was, was ridiculous. Which was... was vanilla sponge cake. That yeah. was not cornbread. I was... It was actual sponge cake. Because they were like, oh, try this. It's like, it's like having a slice of Victoria sponge with your dinner. Yeah. Cake. I remember oh, the no, starter though. It was like, oh, I'll have some chicken wings to start. And like, we're oh, used God. to the UK chicken wings where they're like this big. Four. Like, you get four little chicken like wings. That. This was like the arm and half the breast, like this. <laughs> and there was 12 of them. And you're like, that's not a starter. I thought that's there was not a starter. <laughs> didn't, didn't Brian get the, yeah. the tray of wings? There was like 18. Wings I got a tray starter. of wings. And I was For like, one I can't. Person. Yeah. And I was like, I, I got chicken wings. became communal because everyone yeah. got too much stuff. Yeah. And then some people tried to see if they could manage pudding, and then they were told how big the pudding was. I was just trying to find anything that didn't have sugar in it. So I had that, um, like the brisket thing, didn't I? With yeah. the mashed potato that with was like awesome. the crispy onions. There was so much mashed potato there, you could portion it out into like eight bits, and there was still <laughs> enough for 12 people. <laughs> I ridiculous. can't remember any of this at all. <laughs> we're in a sports bar. <laughs> Do you remember oh, the sports no, bar? Wow, was no, it called Wildwood or something? Westwood? Wild? Something like that, yeah. I, it was quite late. I drank a, I drank a bottle of whiskey yeah. at that point, though. I drank so a bottle of rum with Brad. We'd, we'd smashed a bottle. Um, like I remember having to like take you to a side and uh, several times during our doubles experience. I think I was just trying to think. Like, there's a lot of times we've I've been a doubles partner with all of you at different points, and every time there's been lots of alcohol involved. So I kind of start to think maybe I'm an enabler. Um, I, I, I had to go throw it in yeah, that game because I, 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 you had so, to have a timeout. I remember that yeah. that game maybe when it's your dad or a Russ, it yeah, maybe like, I'm gonna misbehave. That's it. Yeah, and it's like we're gonna drink. And then I remember that one we did at Warmer World, um, Byron, me and you, and that that was Byron Ice. That was amazing. Like you just, I remember you going into like the 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 bar and just going up to like the the bar the bar bartender would be like um i want the, the the sort of the most poofiest fruitiest thing you can make with what you've got in warhammer world which is basically ale and, yeah. <laughs> and like chips yeah some black currant in that for you yeah yeah, yeah. I, I tell you i tell you something guys as well like i mean i'm sure people are really digging the age of sigma content at the moment but like our pre our saturday night or friday night blood and glory chiquitos parties oh yeah legendary uh, yeah that was, yeah. Thing. That was like so i love the old venue but then you know moved to the new venue and chiquitos and dark and stormy like, it was me getting uh, drunk and dancing to myself and you you were just like, like no in music. there's like there's like an area which is basically like a cordoned off area where they didn't have tables there's all the chairs on the tables and there was like a bar there but they weren't really served in there they were just doing it to the tables and there was music playing, and like we were like, "Where's Les?" And we looked over, and you're just on your own in the darkened bit of the room, dancing to like. And <laughs> like, we're like, "What's going on?" Like, yeah, he's not causing any trouble. We're just leaving. Them. Yeah, it's like, well, it's fine. He's harmless. So, um, but I think like you know, we had. I think I remember the the one we went to. We had like the Breakspear and all that. Like we had, we have like three tables or that something, was the and then yeah, it was yeah, the same was the one. Yeah. Because Breakspear um, was sat next to me, everyone ended up like back to back to back yeah. to each other because yeah. we couldn't all be fitted in. Yeah, because we were on a table. I think I've got some pictures in the reel where it's like me, you, Sam Davis, um, so the very Dan that Mitchell. Was, I was, 
the very next day I was on table one versus Darren Watson with the TM against Croaknado. And there's like this, and Martin's commentating. And there's a whole point of like on the, the Warmer TV stream where Darren's gone and got me like so much water because I'm so hungover. And I just lie on the table. It like during the Warmer TV stream. <laughs> like, yes, get up, mate. Get up. <laughs> I still think the best blood and glory story on that is like um, Byron missed his game. Um, oh yeah, uh, because he, he was he was occupied, uh, and then he turned up and won all of his games and could have won the event. Uh, but it's like because he was, uh, he was... I, yeah, I got um, we had a super tight game where I got fairly lucky. Yeah. I got a minor, and if I got a major, I would have come second. Yeah, I think or or first because we played in the last yeah. round, didn't we, or the round yeah, before the last? I can't remember because was it the first game on the Sunday you missed? Yeah, no, it was yeah. the first game Saturday. on Saturday. First game oh, on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, started started strong. I've done that. I've done that. I, I think I might have I've done that of... twice with grudges. I've I've had grudges each of the times. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um. Yeah, that's funny. I, I and then like I remember the um the Sheffield where I borrowed like Kieran's Iron Jaws and I got absolutely hammered playing Matt Leon's. Um, before the bar you guys opened, have great gamers, don't you? and we just got absolutely smashed, and I ended up playing Les and upsetting him, getting sober, and then have to play um, Alex. Uh, uh, it's like <laughs> you were, it was like cheaty, shooty storm cast. I was you a prick. You are you are a prick. <laughs> ask, no. ask Chris Tomlin. Chris Tomlin was like, "You two are playing a game of Warhammer that only friends can play because you're like throwing dice at me, you're calling I me a prick." I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah. I remember you being super unreasonable. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, I drank at that event as well. Yeah, yeah, you did too much. I drank way too much. That was the uh, that was the incident. That was when that shall not be that named. Luke McHugh <laughs> took you to one side, and you, Luke, mm. when Luke and Tomlin are telling you you've had too much to drink. No, it was Luke no, trying to take had... stuff off my phone. When Tomlin is trying to calm you down and tell you you've had too much to drink, you know it's for real. Yeah, and that wasn't, wasn't the only time that happened either. Because that, that, that happened at the doubles event that I got drunk out with Russ, and Tomlin was like, "You're really drunk." I was like, "Nah, I'm not." Yeah. Oh, you almost dropped your great and clean one on the floor. Yeah, I did. And you were like leaning against the wall, and I had to go to the toilet. And I was like, "Don't you fucking do anything. You don't play the game. You wait till I come back." And the the, both the parents were like, "Oh, quick, we can we can abuse." Yeah, they tried to talk me into playing the turnout yeah. while you're in the toilet. <laughs> That was that was the night when uh, Dan and Byron went to get pizzas, and you got me the hottest pizza you could. Well, you asked for the hottest one, and you guys, yeah. I can't I feel my it. mouth. No, it was, I couldn't taste it because I had the flu, didn't yeah. I? I was sat there so disappointed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could you, I couldn't you, taste the pizza. Where did I was you so stay Ill. with that? Because I house. think I, that was the night we all went to. Yeah, because you went to Swindon, and then I had people at mine, and yeah. we went to, we I went like to bed about uh, half past yeah. eight, didn't I? And I slept right through till half eight. I slept 12 hours, and I woke up feeling great. You were in like so you were in I my hobby Ill. room, where I am now. You were yeah. on that couch behind me, which is a pull-out bed. And yep. me and Byron and Dan were on the sofa in the next room, and like you just you just fell into bed and we were in I think we were writing like orc wyvern lists you were writing orc wyvern lists because I could hear Byron talking about running four wyvern bosses I love how wanky Byron's lists are <laughs> like they're always like random it's like let's take the weirdest word let's take gorgons and do as many of them as I can <laughs> cockatrice it's cockatrice time yeah. um but I think like we've we've played like uh we were doing like 20 events a year weren't we and we've we've obviously like recorded our experiences and and what we've been up to and um i think it's there been was, there was a year in eighth i did 27 events in one year 
Is that when nuts. you were number one in the UK for like forever? For, for five years, yeah. <laughs> Consistent five years. Just put that out there. Number one. But uh, that would have been longer, but Curry decided to not update the rankings on purpose because he knew I would have been bumped into number one from an event that I'd won. And he, uh, he held on to the results just to annoy me because he knew I wanted those like results that. going in. Yeah. He told me that oh, about six, seven these. months afterwards. I was like, I knew, I knew you were doing it. Don't worry. I knew what you are up to. Yeah. But yeah, I played a lot of events in 8th edition. I can remember at Sheffield that year when you played Curry and like you literally just argued oh. for four hours. It was a four-hour game because it was the last game, wasn't it? We went and got dinner oh. and then came back and carried on playing. I was, playing wild, I was playing Wildman. I think you were playing Johnson, weren't you? And then like... Yeah, that's, then... When, I beat, that's when I went. I scalped, uh, I scalped Dar- Darren Palmer when he was a powerhouse, Maudsley and Johnson, and then like choked at Luke McHugh and finished like fourth. I had this um, the game against Mark Wildman and I put my Blood Warriors into the... Do you know that? Was it the Sisters of Fawn where you, you hurt yourself or whatever? The yeah, whole... yeah, the bank. And like yeah. I, I rolled the attacks and I went... I hurt myself. I kill myself. Oh, I pile in an attack. Then I kill another model. That then piles in an attack, and basically the unit imploded. So I'd like like ten blood warriors just died to themselves attacking. <laughs> um, and I was like, "You don't have to attack." I said, "Yeah, but it's fun, right? This is this is hilarious." <laughs> yeah, yeah optional so, at the start of it, wasn't it? You yeah, could yeah, opt to not attack things. So, so I think that was actually as well the last time I beat Maudsley at an event. God, I've never. I've beaten him. I've beat him on Friday night consistently, and then he goes and wins the event. If I play him on a Friday, he wins the event. And I, I've beaten him. And then I played he wins. him in AOS. I've and I beat him. played him twice. I think one was to win Blood and Glory. One was to lose Blood and Glory. So... We don't talk about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I could talk about the game that I beat him every day of the week if you want. You, That's fine. You saying about that Wildman game? I played him round five on the Sunday, yeah. and I he cast that Thorn spell, and I dispelled it with. Um, the Lord of Change, so obviously you steal the spell and then I put it on six plague drones and rammed them into his army and he basically couldn't attack me because he would have just killed himself. <laughs> he, he was not salty about that at all. Amazing. I think out of all of you, I think I've played Russ the most at events. I've played Terry, like, I've never lost we've, you. We've, Sigma, we've played twice, once at the Masters when you had a 3,000 point Stormcast army Here against we go. my 2,000 point Chaos army. Do you remember? Five skull cannons. <laughs> dream. Um, um, and then we played I when I used 90 bloodletters at Cardiff and you freaking speared my banner guy off. That was a one up save. <laughs> one up save. No, rolled like no, four ones. Show, it? That was yeah, it. And then just you, had... you and your re- reroll Luckstone dudes. No, I think. No, I don't think no this was, was just. I dropped. No, I dropped the javelin prosecutors, which javelin javelin prosecutors from the sky. They're all damaged too, and he rolled all the ones, and I just took I off the four uh, ones, and he died in a one up save cover. And I was like, amazing! Two formulators into each tag unit yeah. of like, and then everything the so just started. Just died. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, playful, um, playful. I don't know if we played any other game times than that. That's it. I've only played twice. Um, I think. I think if I you and I played twice as well, once with my. <laughs> Order when, against your once, storm once against yeah again oh you no, mean we played players. at X didn't we yeah. we played at X the one year didn't we um, and then I think we played when I was spare player something wasn't it yeah. I'm not sure and Ter- Terry and I have played because we played we played at we played Fire at the first storm. Cardiff event or second Cardiff yeah. event because I had the blood letters because I played Les then I played yeah. you 
yeah. Oh no, I played yeah. you, then I played Les, and you had um yeah. all those wizards that all did D six mortal wounds, and you just oh, rolled like eight I sixes went... and just killed my whole army. That was with... yeah, that was a, a good example of knowing the only way that I could possibly win that needed quite a bit of luck, and then getting quite a bit of luck. Yeah, so I'm just going to do D6 wounds, six. I'm going to do D6 wounds, six. six and that, yeah. that happened like seven, eight times in a row. And I was like, yeah. well, I've got nothing War, left. Warlock oh. spell, and then I chased my empire a fireball, wizard to be a fire wizard. And then the there was, breath yeah. attack from the dragons. That was it, yeah, there was three. As well. And I was like, like, well, this might go okay, actually. And I tried yeah. out mm-hmm. taking a load of minus to hit once per game items and just put you know put everything yeah. into turn one no- nothing could hit you it was ridiculous but i did get my own back though at the masters because the same happened back to you didn't it oh so that was that was a ridiculous game because like we, i think we both played fairly solidly and i had everything that i needed i had the upper hand and then you made like a disgusting comeback like yeah filthy horrific like oh you know i uh I need oh, an eleven uh, to charge here, and I need to hit and wound with everything, and roll max damage on every. Oh hit. yeah, you need you needed yep. to roll nine wounds out of three d three, and they all needed to get through, and I needed to fail all the saves, and all of those happened. Yeah. And we were like, "You're going to win this." Like, and yeah. one Black King <laughs> killed ten skinks. <laughs> he rolled three sixes to hit, didn't he? And, and scored eighteen hits with his three attacks. <laughs> Could have killed twenty. Yeah, and just nailed the whole unit so, on his own. Uh, I uh, I've remembered the third time we played Byron as well when I had a trap nerve at the GT final and I dropped oh, yeah. out after we played because I had, I had a trap nerve in my back and, and I just like, yeah it was just filth I just went you either you shoot off all the heroes and if you don't I kill your entire army yeah but if you do you then that you if win. I don't then you win and if I do then yeah. I win yeah and then I you beat me and I was like I can't cope anymore I had like a trap nerve in my back at that point and I'd gone home yeah. I'd already lost a lorry at that point and it was just like well you might as well have gone home after yeah. that really didn't you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i remember um i remember that i would think i was borrowing your stormcast and terry was borrowing my corn and oh, i played terry with your stormcast he was using my corn against me and i had the star yeah. drake and he kept retreating out of combat i was like stop retreating hit it hit it well <laughs> you, you needed that, that charge, the tom yeah, yeah 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 it was yeah you needed and i was taking star drake yeah. charge and you rolled a one next to mystical terrain and yep. you got stupidity Ugh. and then you put two fulminators into three skull crusher uh, um skull reapers yeah and i had to do the sixes mortals to hit and wound didn't i and i killed the unit to exactly Ugh. 12 wounds with like three dudes because i had the plus one to hit from sal because he was yeah. within six inches of the unit at the time to give you that buff so they were doing mortals on like fours or fives or something yeah and those three dudes and and you killed one of them, and he exploded back into three mortal wounds. Yeah. It just it, oh, everything that could have happened in that last turn was just perfect. It was ridiculous that game, but it was it was. You're good. just really unlucky with that list, aren't you, the TMS? Because me and you played in the mirror, and I beat you in the mirror as well, didn't I? Yeah, I I think um, that was that was. I just didn't play it very well, but um, I think the that was. I, I think when I when it, when I think I was a better game that day i think i was just well i think you've, you're playing an army that you've used loads <laughs> and i borrowed it and played one round and i played uh speckles and he first round it's like right it's a uh, duality i've got i've got a star drake it's pretty much unkillable he's got crypt flayers and an arcan he double turned me to get oh, yeah. within range to <laughs> curse of the years off the star drake and then he oh, i yeah. he charged free three flares into my two up save Venator in terrain on the other objective and just popped like five sixes and killed him with mortal wounds. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Then I ended up playing you and I was like, okay, it's the mirror. We'll see how it goes. 
and then it just didn't didn't work out for me and i was just like no this and i don't think obviously i've, I've taken i've never played before that event so yeah you know, it's yeah, like of course, you know, yeah. but i mean i've done pretty well i mean i borrowed yours and took warrior brotherhood to an event and i won that with stormcast um yeah. and that was i played martin morin in that and was that um, it? Cardiff because I didn't yeah. go did I and yeah it's Cardiff yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, I remember um, like me and Byron have played quite a bit I think over the year I mean we played at the Masters didn't we I think first round I think yeah 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 and then oh, the stupid mm. the bouncy one yeah that one the the relocation orb yeah um, yeah which which has always been good for me um, I remember that favorite, Six Nations where I took 18 Spirit Hosts and Arcan and just played relocational four times. <laughs> just was like, this is fine. Ended up playing against like uh, Stormcast and stuff like that. And I was just like, they're loving it. So, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of, uh, you think of back actually, we've had a lot of games under our belts and at tournament level and with our stuff. And well, it's when you look at it, like, I'm, I'm quite OCD about like how many games that I've played over the, with like my, each of my armies. And like I've what I've done, uh, I might get the numbers wrong, but because I haven't got my book at hand, but it was ninety-eight games with Silver F in the old book. Um, I'm nearly hundred and eighty games with Stormcasts. Um, I'm fifty-two with Fire Slayers, and I'm a hundred and eleven with Deepkin. Wow. So you think I'd be better at gaming? I was going to say <laughs> yeah, your win loss ratio is pretty shit for that number of games, isn't it? I know, I yeah. I always say that my thing was I needed to get to, because I just didn't play outside of events, I needed to get to whatever the normal amount of games was for people to understand it. For me to understand it, it's just it took me a while to arrive. I was a bit late to the party. Um, so at the point at which I played like 60 games and everyone else had done 200, I was like, oh, it makes a bit more sense. Um, fig- figured everything out and then they dropped in 12 more scenarios and that's more than my little brain can handle and that was, you know. <laughs> That was, that was literally like one of the one of the reasons I won so much in that time period is because I'm really good at learning something very 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 slowly. But once I've got it, I can master it. And there are only six, so I could deal with that. And then the moment more came, that was it. It, it was, was like, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was like wow. Got, got Mate, so much same with me there. though, right? You have to like for me. I can't. I'm not a natural gamer. Like I look at people like Jack and Tom and Russ and like and Johnson. Like you pick up a book and you can read it and understand how it works. I can pick up a book and sort of like read it and go right. This works this way. But for me to be able to translate that the power in the book or the way that the rules work into me winning a game, I need to play it enough so that I I don't then I kind of like intuitively know. So like. I know that if I put this into that, on average, I'd beat it. So then I can focus. I need to know all of the rules perfectly inside out, all of the measurements, all of everything that I need to know so that I can then play the game as opposed to think about what I'm doing and playing the game. I need to have like almost forget about my army because I'm there and then play the game as opposed to doing it the other way around. Whereas I think like Maudsley, you could give Maudsley or Russ like the most powerful list in Age of Sigma and they'd go and podium at an event like without playing any games of it. Yeah. It took me a while to you know. like yeah, there's so many different ways to play Age of Sigma as well in comparison to wait that everyone could take different amounts of time to find their style. So Russ settled on like waves of stuff. That that like that makes sense to you, right, Russ? Yeah, like, yeah. D- different so... waves and like this turn, this turn, this turn. You you arrived at that well early way ahead of anyone else which is when you had your ridiculous like two-year streak or whatever i like to call it as the onion method um i think i think i went to 18 events and i podiumed at every single one 
in the first <laughs> like in that first that right? period. And basically, the way it worked was you you had screens and you had lines behind it and follow ups, and it, it worked about they charge your screen, you counter charge, they counter charge your counter charge, then you mop it up, and it was that playing level. around the the potential double turn rather than gunning yeah. over it. Yeah, I can remember having that conversation with you, like with us on Skype and stuff, and you were just like, people just don't get their head around the double turn, like they just can't. Sit. They just everyone pushes everything into the center of the table. They're in that and automatic that pilot from the old yeah. edition. Set on the twelve-inch line. I go first. I move it max distance into the middle of the table. I've lost. Yeah, which ironically became a strategy for winning. <laughs> um, I remember. Um, I remember sending a picture of that army list um, to to our group and to Tomlin and to a couple of other people. Uh, with like the dragon and two phoenixes and some dudes on horses, you know, with whatever type of dudes they were. It yeah, they're, they're on board. Like, they, they could be anything, couldn't they? Because they're, they're, they're on wolves. They yeah. could be anything. Well, so. As long as it's not chaos, be fine. And um, yeah. and sending that list. Could be chaos like, elves. Gary and Tomlin, because I was taking because I wanted to have a chance at painting, and I thought the models were pretty. And Gary and Tomlin and you guys were all like, sorry, <laughs> or like, lol. And I was like, yeah. I I didn't think I'd cracked anything at that point. And I turned up. I had my first game against like one of the my hills with a weird KO Sylvaneth zip line. That'll be uh, Chris, I would Chris, imagine. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I think yeah, I think it might. But it was Rick actually. I think like some weird. It was a it was a weird weird ass list. Anyway, I played that and he got a double one charge. And I had my um my ten high elf spearman with every rolling ones and twos five up save. Just you know, as units like that can do against shooting, they rolled a bit over the odds. And then I was like, oh, this, you know, there might be something here. And then it kind of did some stuff. And I ended up, I think it got like a minor victory or something like that. I had a game with Laurie where he was a gen. And after rolling 18 four pluses on his stumps with his dream and to minus my hits, he encouraged me to not quit the game. I ended up getting like a draw or something. And then I, I came fourth and no one was more confused than I was at that point. But there might be something here. I just thought about it a lot and came back the next time. And won, and then thought about it more, and came back the next time and won. And I wasn't, I wasn't practicing at all. I was just thinking really hard about the scenarios, basically. And that was when I had See. my, my hectic streak. Yeah, because you won the final twice. Oh yeah, final, and then the following heat, and um, there was two more events as well around that time. And then uh, the person to end my my winning streak, it was it. I think it was Ricky with like old school Stormcast, um, and he, he pantsed me absolutely. It was like the most thoroughly I'd been. I hadn't lost in twenty five games at events or something like that. And then he completely played really really well and got good dice. <laughs> Apologized lots and just ruined my entire army. It's like well, that's what it feels like. I remember this. Yeah, I still yeah. remember. So that. I'm the only. On. I can say I'm the only one who's not won a tournament at Face Armor. I've podiumed, but I've not won an actual tournament. Like, yeah, you won the ECC. What are you on about? Yeah, you mean, so, like, you mean singles. singles? Singles, singles. I've won like, yeah, I'm the only one carried for a, a few team events. Oh. <laughs> he did, he did get carried for ETC. It's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> I did. I had, I had Morsley on one shoulder and Jack on the other, and just going like. Yeah, but I'm not allowed to that. say it because you'll get upset. So, <laughs> so if you said, if I, if I said you were like, you were like there, they each had a hand behind you, like. Up here, Jack. Jack. Yeah, you were like their glove puppet. 
Oh, mate. <laughs> <Kidding. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, like, you know, we, we've all had, like, very indiscreet success in, in, like, different events and, and different lists. I mean, like, Byron, it was good to see, like, because I remember originally in the team events, we used to affectionately call you the cum dumpster, um, yeah. which were you were the guy we chucked in the middle of the floor to distract everyone while, while we got the points. <laughs> um, flailing around in yeah. everything. And then um, it ended up being, like, you were the, you ended up being the first uh, GT champion in 2017 when they brought that back and, um, you know, just, just with that weird bin bag army of, of order. Just um, random. So much has changed as well. And, you know, it's it's been really good. And obviously, as uh, the Face Hammer guys, we've had, as a group, we've been involved with things like the 24-hour live stream uh, for AOS two launch the the, the yeah. soul wars launch and obviously that was at warmer fest because it got cancelled and removed and that's when terry you picked up your golden demon didn't you on that um that yep. weekend um so obviously you you sort of took a slightly different direction from eighth edition where you're all about the gaming and i remember we used to talk a lot about competitive gaming sort of coaching you in the car while you drove me around and uh it was always that <laughs> awkward moment getting back in the car when I got the trophy and you were fourth, and then uh, and then you ended up. Yeah, but getting, it happened uh, so much. I know. <laughs> Early eighth edition, yeah. I just kept four coming fourth, times. and it became like the you know the bridesmaid thing, wasn't it? I was yeah. just fourth all the time. <laughs> so I remember like, like coming out that like blood and glory, and I was like this with trophies, and you were there like. Oh, you could walk home. Mate, I, I, was, I was the same in Sigma though. Like I was always fourth in Sigma. Yeah. Like. like Forever fourth until I got the podium with the with um the bronze one didn't I? It's uh, where is it? Warlords wasn't it the one year? Yeah, and um, crazy. I've it's one thing I haven't actually won is one of the GW events. I've podiumed, but I've not actually like won one. Yeah, I podiumed is, uh, at one as well, haven't I? Come just uh, third with the Nurgle. But it's kind of like a bit random because you, you you're on do the second s- with the Star Drake list as well. Or did um, you not? I like come third did. because, like Terry. Oh, right, Terry, probably. I don't know. No, I was, I, I was on for a second one night in the last game or something, and I cocked something up and ended up coming. No, I can't remember. It was uh, the Scottish guy uh, that that comes second with the yeah the with, list, the, with the similar think, list because yeah. we were both playing this basically. I know it was the same list one. It was like a magic item difference or something, one artifact or something. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I can't remember who I played in the last round there actually, but I was on, I was definitely on for a second because um, you were like, oh, you can borrow my list for the weekend. I was like, oh, cool. And then I almost podiumed with it on I my was, first I was commentating. I was commentating. I can remember Morin, like Martin, like taking the mick at me, going, like, oh, he's going to finish you and your list. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I think it's funny because it would have been like, I've won an event with your army, and like, Terry would have won an event with your army, and you haven't won an event with your army. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny. <laughs> Sorry, just uh, we'll get that just in. Gonna, just I, the I, I turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, obviously, we could talk for how uh, we have spoken for literally hours for um, about. You can see the light drain from the the window again, like the other show. Well, it still looks bright behind me here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, you know, just it's been sort of a bit of an era, and it? it's kind of like moving on. Um, where things won't quite be the same again, but they will kind of yeah. continue, and I'm sure that we'll still be. So, 
so tell us about what you're going to do with face ammo then like going forward because obviously like me and terry are out it's just going to be you and byron or and like what's your plans so that we can yeah like, what's going to uh, what's going to be the new era like face ammo point 2.0 well i think like obviously we've been starting doing some youtube content um and we've got a we obviously been doing podcasting for a long time so i will continue to do that um so there are a few ideas that i've got and obviously i've done some stuff with uh the realm hammer guys uh realm rift guys i should say so we, the realm hammer paint battle and um so yeah there will still be content i will do some video content on youtube probably some instructional stuff um i'm quite i'm quite tempted to um sort of because i've always been a match play um podcast really or like competitive gaming podcast although we are we are hobbyists as well so there'll be some announcement about what i'm going to do because basically i lost i left my job last june so it's almost it'll be you know it's quite a long time ago uh and i've been doing some bits and bobs on the side to try and like just make a bit of money and, and stay afloat really but um what i'm going to do is is try and make um as long as people want want the content, I'll try and dedicate more time into producing content, um, which will allow me to sort of move it forward um, in a sort of more of a sort of business, but also like providing uh, a lot more regular content to a schedule, some live stream stuff, some some like Patreon exclusive videos, stuff like that. So there'll be some stuff coming. Uh, obviously, Byron will still be around for dumping in his uh, his thought processes on the show and stuff. And uh, I'm sure that if there's a, uh, Facehammer GT still want to run that, um, so I've uh, just got to try and coax Terry onto an admin desk for a weekend. <laughs> I kind of want to play now, though. <laughs> I need someone to I do think, spreadsheets. I think someone needs to knock Shirley off as well for was, painting. So, was, so I was, think I think I need to do something special. So good at that admin role, like you're. Yeah, like, I know, but literally, you run it like so. All joking aside, with the Facehammer GT, it's like. We all do a different thing, but like Face Armor GT wouldn't run if it wasn't for the amount of work that you put in behind that desk every all the time. So yeah, like, I think you know, being I could, able to I fill, that, someone else fill that to spot is going to do be a tough. spreadsheet and you know get the rounds. It's not just right most of the time. I mean, accidentally not include sports scores <laughs> one time. It's fine, one time. Um, one time it got fixed straight away but it looked a bit silly when we we're like this person's foot no way hang on <laughs> they are give me a sec let me redo these points but i will when i've collected like sort of what i'm going to do and i'll do a show and i'll sort of, sort of talk more in detail about that sort of stuff but um don't worry there'll still be content i'll still be releasing uh book reviews stop releasing i'm in reviews no 500 books um yeah. <laughs> i want to do a sunesh list show and a daughters of cane list show follow up from our our sort of show went up at the weekend uh been looking at doing some live streaming ideas as well um and obviously like i've uh, been commission painting so i'll be doing like direct commissions as well as work for siege um but yeah there's some other because although siege does a certain style and my style's a bit more uh a bit different and i kind of like to do that as well so i quite like to do some more sort of army level um sort of so tournament level so if someone painting. wanted to get in touch with you about commissions how would they go about it what would they do well at the moment just contact the this isn't the, this isn't scripted email no. i'm just asking well this. i haven't got it set up yes, yet yes. so there will be an yeah. email address and there'll be a page on the website it's not there yet um but if you want to get in contact with me you can get me on twitter at russ underscore bill or you can contact um at face underscore because obviously i've got access to that and uh just contact me on there but yeah, so the idea is that coming into sort of like April-ish onwards, there'll be a sort of a relaunch and, and stuff like that doing, and I'm planning to sort of release a schedule 
of uh, commitment of content. And uh, but basically, the commitment is is that every time there's a book, we want to want to do a review show. Um, I've got some ideas around that, and basically, we just want to keep the content. But it takes an awful lot of time, and particularly with um, you know, like Les has been doing loads of the editing for the videos and 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 helping with that content. And with you stepping away, and and back in the past, Terry's been instrumental on sort of the technical side with the hosting and doing the RSS feed and things yeah. like that. And I've not been mentioned here because I'm an idiot. No, and um, but, but you're still around. Uh, but Byron does a lot commentary. of work behind the scenes with Element and things like getting new merchandise and and like, like with the. Yeah content ideas and you know help with the you know even just advice more than anything else so the idea is that obviously with what i was wasn't trying to say that byron doesn't do anything i was trying to say that because obviously like byron's still here um but les and terry moving away means there's an awful lot more work that that i need to take on which is going to be quite difficult particularly if i want to continue with the youtube content which i do um because obviously that's that's going to take up an awful lot of time and being self-employed i just need to make sure that i can cover my outgoings and continue to produce that content so i'm going to have to monetize in certain ways uh but it will be optional stuff that people can can buy into basically um and one of the things i'm quite keen to do is coaching so uh from a gaming point of view like army list advice and uh competitive play coaching um and i feel like Obviously, I've been around long enough and, and been successful enough to be able to talk with authority on the subject. So um, I'd quite like to launch something on that. And uh, I've already got an idea for the name, which would be the Facehammer Academy. Um, and that will be launched soon. So watch this space. And um, the idea is just to try and help people improve their game and their, their play and, and win in the right way. And um, also try and... For their, their stuff to become content as well, right? That'd be yeah. Really cool. Yeah, and it helped drive content. And um, <clears throat> one thing I've talked about as well is, from a commission point of view, is almost like concept to table. So the idea is you'd contact, we talk about what you want to play, what event you go into, or what, what the context is for your army, design the army, design the colour scheme, and then paint it for you. Or, you know, whether you want to do that yourself or you want us to commission it, then Still super education, it's isn't it? stuff I like that. So. Um, watch this space. There'll be some. Uh, there'll be some ideas coming soon and a bit more structured. Um, but if you're interested, get in contact and then we can have a conversation. Um, and uh, yeah, so watch this space. Yeah, let us know if there's any suggestions as well. Stuff that you <coughs> like that we do do that you'd like us to do more, or you know, uh, like taking a theme, like take that book and make three lists out of it. Um, one aggressive one defensive one you know whatever it is we're, we're always super open to people's suggestions it's where a lot of stuff that cover comes from yeah, and yeah. i just just yes. want to say like you know thanks very much for the years and i'm sure we'll still be friends and still talk to each other <laughs> so it's not like it's over but um yeah this sort it's not of... it's like it's like a, a horrible breakup on like, no, exactly. uh, no it's I, I essentially like uh all that's going to be is uh i'll still be at the events with these guys i just won't be on the on the podcast going forward and like when events happen i just want to like say a massive thanks for for like to to the three of you because like my painting wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for the three of you my gaming wouldn't be where it is and like you know it's uh and thanks to the listeners um you know you've all been really supportive over the years and you know um it's been you know it's been a ride really to be able i wouldn't be in the position i'm in now to be able to 
I think, apply for a job, a, a workshop and be able to be part of the playtest team uh, if it wasn't for this podcast, essentially, I think, and you guys as friends. So I just want to say like a massive thanks to the listeners. And, you know, it's like, I feel like bearing out on 100 seems quite quite a nice one to go out on. And um, yeah, just wish Russ and, and Byron and, and Terry, like you all the luck going forward with Face Hammer and Terry all the luck with like the Siege and stuff. So like, uh, yeah, I think... Wish you all the luck of your new career. Course, so, you know, yeah, I want to see you. To I want to see you in that heavy metal shit. painting studio eventually. You know, doing the. I, I, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, about like all of the opportunities in front of me and like being part of something a lot bigger than myself. And yeah, just seeing, so seeing what happens. White, white dwarf again in a very different way. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> I'm stoked to see that. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. they'll get a good picture of you for white dwarf though. Because <laughs> we all remember this, don't we? Let me just get White Dwarf out and gone. Oh, no. there, like, I've seen your picture though, Terry. Yours is awful as well. <laughs> don't know no, no, this, this picture of me here. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they they crop the image by stretching, like just literally shrinking it inwards. My face looks really long. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did a perfect square profile picture, which they asked for on a white background, and then they just squished it in they didn't even crop it in they just compressed it in so i've got a long thin they, they were just like they were like how do we make how do we make this guy look presentable to be in this magazine and it was like photoshopped to the rest really weird like my head just looks completely out of proportion it's so weird everyone i've shown that magazine they've gone what have they done to your head my light was flickering Cool. Yeah. Well. Um... Yeah. Obviously, with me, with me, I was going to say with me going as well. Obviously, you know, same with Les. Really, there's no point in saying everything over again because it's the same feeling, isn't it? Like, just it's been, it has been awesome. We've had some ridiculous uh, <laughs> adventures in places. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm still going to be about anyway. I mean, I'm sure when there's a Nurgle show or something in the future, if I ever get a bloody book. <laughs> then I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably guest on and do that or something. Yeah, exactly. you know? I'm still going to be about. It's just um, I've just got a lot of painting to do. And if yeah, people you want both. to get taught by you, Terry, how do they do that? Uh, just go onto the uh, Siege website and do all the contact form and stuff on there. You can either do it through the Patreon that they've got set up, where you get monthly hours which you schedule every month for sessions, or if you want full one, you know. I've, done a lot of one-off full day one-to-one sessions with people and taught airbrushing glazing blending weathering like any anything like from very basics to how to properly build and base coat a model right up to you know glazing faces and doing art you know all the small eyes and technical things as well but you just get in contact there and then um obviously just ask for ask for lessons through there that's for mr pike um, yeah, obviously, it's all online at the moment as well, so it's all done through video and and stuff. So it it'll be much better once the once we're allowed out to play again, because I'll be able to teach in person again, which is awesome. I love doing yeah, it. So I always enjoyed it. Um, and then I'll be doing teaching and stuff probably at tournaments on Fridays again. That was one of the things I like doing, especially up at Facehammer. Was doing like on the Friday before I had to get strapped to the admin desk for two days was just getting that little bit of freedom and teaching i think i taught joe purcell a bit of airbrushing at one of them and it was just like those that's pretty cool so if that's something you're interested in then i can definitely um definitely help out and share all this this knowledge that i've accumulated 
I'll be making sure that in some way, shape or form, when the world comes back into a place, there's there's a way for a load of people to come to Element and get tuition from multiple different people. Probably not one on one, but I, I think that'd be a I think a I think group stuff there. works better. Uh, one on one online is amazing. I think when you do group stuff, when there's like 10 to 16 of you, you get your one on one time. But you also, while you're doing your thing, that one on one time's happening for someone else. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that, that tutor, whatever, for the lesson goes around and gives you all that little bit of personal time. Um, but, it, you know, and when there's more people, more questions get asked as well, which I, I think is really good because obviously one to one, you know, you, it's only you thinking yeah. about the questions. When there's 16 of you in a lesson, someone might ask something, you go, oh, God, I didn't even think of that. That's a well That's good a question. Point, yeah. So the group ones, I mean, I did the Sopa one. New boys did it as well yeah. the previous year, didn't you? That was yeah. the best painting experience lessons I've ever had because he is a wizard when he, he talks right about him. stuff. It was that so, um, presentation he did that was like The presentation amazing. was the, probably the best bit for me. He just sat, I sat there with my notebook just writing everything down going, no, so this, this is all, yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew a lot about the painting side of the hobby. Turns out once you sit with someone who's won that many Slayer Swords and is that good at painting you don't know anything <laughs> well i think, think you might know stuff but you really the way don't he, oh, the way he presents yeah. it's really good as well i, I you know it definitely yeah. uh, i think really that's the that's like the fundamental thing to realize though is the same with any self-improvement if it's painting gaming whatever is that there's always room to improve and there are people out there that that have things that you don't they know have or knowledge you don't you do don't. And, yeah. and it's worth it's worth engaging with as many people as possible to, you know, and take the bits that work for you or bits that don't, but knowledge is power right. at the end of the day. And it's one of the privileges of being in our humble little hobby is like yeah. you don't get to go to Usain Bolt for a running lesson. You do get to go to David Saber for a painting lesson or, you know, whatever it is, you go to someone for just ask them, reach out on Twitter and be like, hey, uh, how do you deploy your Stormcast? And I know. Like Russ, mm-hmm. how do you yeah. do with Spirit Host? Whatever it is. And I think we had like, we were like a microcosm of um, that kind of growth, whether it was hobby or gaming amongst the four of us, where because we were spending so much time talking about painting and gaming as a four, all our gaming and painting elevated as a result. Um, And what we would do as well, we would gain knowledge from other people outside of our group and bring it into the group. And (laughs) we we literally would, um, that kind of like... um, nurturing environment where we've been able to grow all of our skill sets um in different areas and i remember like airbrushing i got less advice from all of you on airbrushing and you know and and stuff like that and i know i've helped with gaming and and like me and terry when yeah. we used to go early days and we used to, both clay and demons we used to talk for like three hour car journeys just about the intricacies of seventh edition demons you know and stuff like that so we we've all had um our and i guess to like a bigger thing you can do that with the FaceTimer Discord now, right? Is in like yeah. you're trying like with hey the FaceTimer Discord is you can have that as like a nurturing environment. There's a lot of people on there that are very skilled in what they do from you know uh you know from like Russ and, and Byron and, and Terry and like you know and me on there. Just like ask us a question if you want about uh, you know about painting or gaming there's like mortalism on there and um, you know you've got people like you know russ charles who's like knocking it out the park with his amazing snake army um which he's converted you've got yeah it's, i mean like you've got you know, you've got so many good hobbyists on there like martin or land it's so many i mean you can't mention everyone but there's yeah. so many names on there that, that are all very very good at different things and it's all about like 
asking those questions and seeing how do you do this? How do I do that? Would I get advice on this? And I think that's what we would we were talking about building uh, before you've obviously like got this opportunity and stepping away. Um, that we were talking about building that kind of community of like expanding what we had as a group and growing that out to a wider audience. And I think that's what we wanted yeah. to do in terms of more engagement in the community, in terms of like expanding our knowledge and giving back to people. Like, cause I, I feel like there's a lot that we can offer people in terms of our knowledge and, and what we do. And, and I just want to be able to share that with people and, um, hopefully when events start up again and, and, you know, I'll be able to go to like Adepticon again and we'll better run Facehammer again and we'll be up at Warhammer World and you'll be working. So we'll, you, when you come on your tea break, you can come see us and, <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, you know there's, can... those are places that like, I'd still like to go. Like I really, I was talking to Clint about going to CanCon yeah. and stuff. Like I'd love, love to, to go to Australia and do that. Yeah. You know? And, you know, get out there and play in the Australian environment and see what that's Got like, you know, grudge that, the coach. Got big big spiders out there. Big spiders out there. Not not going on yeah, that piece of land. Take you to Nova opening instead. No spiders there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's we were talking with Chuck recently about Nova. Um, where we rest yeah, about yeah. having like doing because my fortieth birthday is uh, Nova is just after my fortieth birthday. So there was a big conversation about going out, uh, going out and doing that and uh, making a trip about it. So yeah, you know. I'm, I'm forty next year. And. Yeah, We've got a while, yeah. Terry, not that far though, have you? Oh, four no. more years, yeah, aren't we? Oh, okay, forget. Man, you've had some other hard papering. <laughs> <laughs> Byron, Byron's the youngest, aren't you? You, you yeah. just, you're not liking my new rugged cut. look with my. Uh, <laughs> oh, that my COVID that, haircut. that reminds me of a story of a bed and breakfast in Cardiff and Dan Helen, but I I won't go into that. Where the yes. the drunk proprietor. Uh, was stroking his head, saying he looked nice and rugged, and um, Dan Helen looking rugged. Yeah, because he had a shaved head. Yeah, <laughs> she was oh, really I drunk. Just, I love Dan; he's amazing. But rugged is it's not the word. word. No, that's rugged. why it was so funny. Me and Wayne, professional. Yes, you know, rugged. No, <laughs> me and yeah. me and Wayne couldn't like couldn't believe it. It was amazing. But this was this is some years ago. This is probably about eighteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh yeah it was crazy but um yeah well i'll say good luck to everyone uh if you've watched all of this or listened to all of this um yeah kudos to you um because we've just been talking about ourselves for an awful long time and and, and it's only about been about two hours <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so thanks again i'd say like you know obviously it's been great to be part of what we've built and and i think that it's been great for the people that are listening to this who who are remembering stuff we've talked about from listening to the shows and have been part of that journey as well thanks very much and and it will continue um at least you know for myself and byron so face hammer's not ending it's just going to be a bit different and um hopefully we can we can still catch up in the future and uh like i say terry when the when and if there's any other nurgle stuff coming out we can uh, get you involved so you can uh, tell us all about it but uh and hopefully you can do the admin at face i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> comment below if you want terry to do the admin at face <laughs> maybe 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 terry will number one face hammer with nurgle that's some content made for uh maybe coming out yeah. isn't it? that'd be sick there you go well i, I just want someone to take g out and i think <laughs> well, what, with a sniper? Disclaimer, like, what? disclaimer, please <laughs> don't hurt him. 
Um, no, right. <laughs> so, hey, is a legend. Off, off nice the podium, I, I want I want someone else to get that win, so I need to put it's in a effort one, and like, try and take him off. Can... You realise I'm yeah, judging wait, it, though, right? Do, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Andy Wardle and G enter a load of stuff because that would be pretty outstanding. We we yeah. can do a tiebreak where we just get an inflatable paddling pool, a load of mayonnaise, and some jelly. I just... yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking like mayonnaise. No, because just... Andy Wardle would win because he's like like he's small but mighty, isn't he? I know, so but it'd like... be amazing. Like wrestle, <laughs> go. No, uh, yeah. uh, that might be the drink I... talk. Uh, so, well, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks guys for everything you've done over the years, and I wish you all the best in the future. So, uh, thanks very much. Yep, you boys as well. Awesome. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>